Nights at 7 o'clock on RazRadioLive.com. It's one of America's most popular radio programs. It's the LRWS. Don't believe us. Just ask Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. People are allowed to be morons. They're allowed to be stupid. They're allowed to think idiotic thoughts. So during your Friday night plans, make sure that you take Lawrence Ross, Thomas Lakeman, and Matt Davis with you. Dumb Florida morons. Make sure you give these guys a call at 941-421-0401. Get off the phone with me, you wacky prick. That number again is 941-421-0401. You're driving me fucking nuts over here, Chief. It's the LRW. US. You suck! Each and every Friday evening. On RazRadioLive.com. One, two, check. studio because like i'm in a studio now it has guitars and some kind of uv light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on the smartest most handsome on-air personalities price of liberty is is ugly it's not it's not very pretty you're not very pretty 
We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So, so yeah, the chosen ones. I know this. One, I think yeah. the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. <laughs> and smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now talk about Iowa like that. I'll slap the donkey out your That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. Trust in any government. 
RazRadioLive.com It's the first 52 Uncensored, uncut, and live Truth talk with guests that might help you survive It's the simple power of truth Join the conversation See through the lies of the manipulation It's the first 52 Listen up if you want to survive the ride Tune in, the truth might save your life The simple power of truth One word, rock the nation RazRadioLive.com It's the first 52 Well, that must mean it's Saturday night, doesn't it, guys? Yes, it is First 52 on RazRadioLive.com. It is 7-12-24, July 12th. Hope you guys had a great week. I missed you last week on the 4th of July, you know. We just had to get some time off to ourselves and enjoy ourselves for a little bit, you know. Every once in a while, we got to do that. So I want to welcome you guys here tonight. Uh, we've got a, a very busy evening. Uh, we may get a call from Jack Blood. I'm not 100% sure because he uh, called Shifty earlier today. I, I think he had his times a little a little off there, but that's all right. You know, he got a little bit in there. I'm, I'm hoping to hear from him here in the first hour sometime. Uh, so we'll wait and see what happens with that. And then in the second hour, uh, you guys might remember we had uh, Susan Pozel. Pozel, Pozel. We'll, we'll get with her and, and get the name down right because I can't ever get her name right. Uh, in, this, in the second hour, we're going to have so much to talk with her about. You know, there is a lot of things going on right now in the world. There's, it's, it's craziness out there. You know, we, we hear so many different things. We see so many different things. We don't know, you know, what's real, what's not real, um, what we should believe, what we shouldn't believe. And it makes it hard. You know, it really does make it hard to, to, to decipher all this stuff. Uh, you know, we have ISIS apparently, you know, getting radioactive material and they're going to do a dirty bomb and we got, uh, we got the immigrants coming all over the border and, and taking over America, which, you know, there might be something to that. Uh, you know, we have uh, uh, corporations, again, getting the support of, of peer-reviewed studies. And we'll get into peer-reviewed studies as we move on tonight, because as I've said in the past, I don't trust peer-reviewed studies. And, and, and of course, there's been an article coming out how peer-reviewed studies have been falsified in, in specific regions. So I'm sure they're being falsified in other places, and we, we will get into that later also. And, of course, I have a full studio, and I'm going to bring everybody here in a minute, uh, bring everybody up. Uh, there's something I want to address. As as I said in the opening there, we see the immigrants coming here, and they say they're coming because their lives are so bad, and they're they're living in danger and in fear of their lives. Um, you all know Kurt Haskell, a uh, gentleman that we've had on the show multiple times, and just recently moved to Costa Rica. Now... I'm going to read a Facebook quote he put up, or a Facebook post he put up uh, on July 9th. And I want everybody to think about this as I'm reading it, because, you know, it really says a lot. It makes a lot of sense, and it kind of explains how I feel about this situation. Okay, I need to chime in on the U.S. wave of immigration children. 
I'm probably one of the few who has been to all eight Central American countries. I took 15 vacations to Central America before before moving here two months ago. That meaning Central, uh, that meaning Costa Rica. These Central American countries are not one big crime-ridden, gang-infested area like the government is trying to portray. I found El Salvador, El Salvador, to be a very, really nice place, with the exception of San Salvador. The same with Guatemala, with the exception of Guatemala City. We actually walked around the streets of Manzantingo, Manzantingo, Guatemala, late at night. That town felt very safe and reminded me of the U.S. of long ago. Most of Mexico is completely safe, except for the far northern parts and Mexico City. I spent three nights in three large cities there this year. San Lo, Lo I'm going to really butcher these guys. Butcher these guys who deal with me. San Los Potos, uh, Pablo and Tuxtla Gueglo. Uh, each felt completely safe and much safer than many cities in Michigan, such as Detroit. Uh, Pontiac, Flint, and Sog Signal. I don't see Saginaw. Saginaw thank you. I don't, I'll bring you guys in in a minute. Let me correct. You know, let me be messed up, yelling in the background. <laughs> I don't see any reason that these immigrants, if they lived in an unsafe neighborhood or town, couldn't just move to the other side of a ta- of town or a nearby town. Furthermore, Guatemala borders borders Belize and southern Mexico, which are completely safe. El Salvador is merely 80 miles from Nicaragua, which is about as safe as U.S. as the U.S. Honduras borders Nicaragua and is merely a three-hour drive to Costa Rica. If these immigrants were seeking safety, there is no reason they couldn't couldn't go to a close neighborhood, city, or town, or country. Should residents of Detroit be allowed to be residents of Canada without proper authority merely because there are gangs in their neighborhood? Of course. Of course not, and that is the reason they moved to the suburbs. The U.S. isn't the only safe country in the world. Thus, this is not a humanitarian crisis, but an immigration crisis. Central America is not a worn, torn area. If the U.S. US is allowed all of these illegal immigrants into the country with no background checks, will it also do the same for immigrants of Iraq, Iran, North Korea, Pakistan, etc.? If not, it would... If not, it would. If not, what would the just the justification be? How does the U.S. justify such an open border policy when every Central American country has more strict standards to protect their own economy and citizens from illegal immigrants causing problems? This immigration problem could be solved merely by denying access at the border. I had to show all of my documentations to enter Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, etc., or they were going weren't going to let me in the country. Even my pets had to, ha- had to or they would have been denied entry. <clears throat> if a particular law is a problem, an emergency session of Congress could quickly solve the problem. Lastly, without a doubt, these immigrants will cost the U.S. billions of dollars once they are in the U.S. The only way the U.S., a country $18 trillion in debt, can afford this is to print more money, have inflation rise, and pay for it that way. If this, if this instead needed to be paid for with a tax increase instead of inflation, there would be many more at the border protesting. However, for, few realize the hidden inflation tax is a direct result of money printing. One country after the other, uh, I moved the thing. Uh, one country after another are recently refusing to accept the dollar. 
Soon, the U.S. will be denied the ability to merely print money, and events such as these will only be able to be paid through tax increase. At that time, I suspect public opinion of events such as these will radically change. It seems to me that if a portion of Americans wish to support these children, then they should donate to Central American charities that help them. At some point in the future, when the immigrants meet the requirements to become legal immigrants, perhaps with the help of the same charities, they should be allowed into the U.S. Until that time, allowing these unchecked immigrants into the U.S. is not necessary, is financially damaging to the U.S., US and is threatening to U.S. safety as no background checks are done. Those that disagree should support the U.S. Annex, annexation of Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador as a result would be the same. Now, I read that, and it really it grabbed me. You know, our friend Jack Blood talks about maybe this is what we need as a posterior... Uh, uh, I forget it. Well, anyway... We'll get into that. Let me uh, let me introduce everybody here. I know it's been a long introduction. I wanted to read that first. Uh, of course, sitting to my right is my lovely wife, Lexi. Good evening. Good evening, honey. What were you going to say there? I just feel like that's also showcasing some of our flaws and some border flaws that are there. I mean, to me, uh, a human being shouldn't have restrictions as far as living the way that they feel is the best for them. And just because they were born somewhere else doesn't necessarily mean in my mind that they should be so limited. If they want to be somewhere else, they should be able to do that without restriction. And I, I think that borders cause more harm than good. All right. You know, I mean, there's a lot of details involved. Oh yeah, in there's that a lot as to, to that. why I feel that way. But well, th- there is a lot to know. that, and I agree that borders are a harmful thing in in the long run. But unfortunately, in the world we live in, that's something that is yet to be determined. You know, and and we have a surprise for everybody. If you haven't been on Twitter and Facebook, and you're just tuning in now, uh, we have the four-toted one in studio. I totally agree with what she says, and then some, and then some. Yeah, because here, here, here's uh, Kurt Haskell talking shit about the American um, uh, way of getting into the country. Meanwhile, he was allowed to drive from America all the way down to Costa Rica unencumbered, other than showing some paperwork. You know, had he, if the if the things were were in place that he's advocating, he wouldn't have been able to do that himself. Why not? He had to show his papers to get into each country, as he stated, and they wouldn't have allowed him through if he didn't have the proper papers to tra- you know, process through his country. Right, and his dogs needed paperwork. Too. Yeah, and they needed their their shot records what, and what, all their. All right, so show me your papers sounds like what again well i'm not disagreeing with that what does that sound like wait, we again? do wait we do have one more individual to bring into this conversation uh as i said you know we have four toad in studio and uh our buddy uh eric, eric saunders <laughs> is in studio also uh, he almost said spicoli <laughs> i did that on purpose that was kind of you know done on a little bit of purpose there and uh and eric's on in studio with us so we do have a full house um and we are going to discuss all these different things um, I'm trying to save some things for Susan at 10 o'clock. 
Uh, she's going to be. That's going to be a hellfire. Dave There's and I plenty to discuss. Dave and I had agree have agreed already that we are not we going to argue chemtrails. We, 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 we shouldn't even situation. mention that mor- moratorium. <laughs> yeah, it, it really hasn't been much on the subject today here. No, not at all. No, nope. We've been good. <laughs> So anyway, um, oh, wait, wait. They uh, took uh, their uh, kimchi's. Other than the fact that this is the first time that I've been here, and what, 10, 15 times that I come down here? First where, time we've been together, anytime. Right. No matter where, where we're at. And, and where you saw something that I didn't see. Yeah, yeah, there were big lines in the sky tonight, today. Oh, shit. <laughs> so with that said, I'm drinking my crack coffee. Lexi got this, this, uh, this, uh, organic, you know, special coffee. And it's almost like doing a big rail of coke when you drink this coffee. I mean, it is just, it just gets you rolling. So it should be a fun show tonight. I'm going to be wired. Uh, you know, I, I'm not really drinking that much alcohol tonight. I'm going to stick with the coffee for a while and, uh, see where we go from there. Uh, so back to the, the to the border issue. Um, you know, not to say that it's been proven yet again of something that people have been yelling and screaming about. Uh, but in 09 and, and 2010, you know, other people I'd listened to would talk about how there's, there's going to be this massive influx and, and Laz, uh, La Rosa and, and, uh, what's the other one? La Raza and, uh, uh La Raza, you're talking about the, La Raza's the, the, the family Mex- life? The- no, no, no. La Raza is the Mexican gang that, that is for, for the race. It's, it says for the race. It's the belief that, uh, Texas and Southern America, Southern, Southwestern America is actually still Part of Mexico, and they believe that they you know, need that to is true, infiltrate though. up. I know that. I know that's true. Okay. So, this is this the first step to this infiltration? Now, listen. All right. So, hold on a second. What are you afraid of if I don't know half the country is filled with Mexicans? Well, first of all, it's not just Mexicans that are coming across the border. And, and we will get to that because it is a lot of Honduran, a lot of Central America no, is no. what we, we're seeing right now. All right, so hold on, hold on a second. Uh, Are you you're now believing the mainstream media now on this particular subject? This is what you're believing because it's no, not true. No, I'm not believing the mainstream there's media. No, there was no helicopter that shot over on the border. There's no there's no fucking teenagers that are coming across here and planting themselves. That's all fucking rhetoric because if you notice, it's all happening at the same time on all the different news channels. When that happens, you know it's bullshit. I'm not getting this from mainstream media. I'm getting this from my other sources. You know, Alex Jones, Jack Blood, the, the other oh. sources I go to. Well, I just have one question. At the end of the day, do you really feel more entitled to live on this property than people across the world? This has nothing Be- because you were born in this no, particular this, nation. Well, no, and this is where I was going. This country. First of all, this is where I was going. First of all, my family heritage I can trace back two generations so that, to people that, who were Mexicans that, so ca- that came over to, to here? that came over from Mexico and ing- immigrated here. All right. So I don't have a problem well, so with immigration. So wait a minute. This is the, this is Im- my problem right now. Im- I don't have a problem with immigration right now. How did they immigrate right here in two generations ago? How did they immigrate here? The proper way. They came through the proper channels and got. And what were the proper channels two generations ago? None. No, there were. No, you just came over here and that's it. No, that's not true. Most of the time right. there was two. I, there was two reception I, stations that I, you came through. Yeah. Should that, I tell you when the first uh, immigration laws? Back came? it down a second there, Dave. My family came over in the, in the twenty, the late early twenties or so. All right, so there were Ellis Island was already inactive, it was already active, and they were bringing people through there. There was the there was a proper process, and again, I want everybody to understand, I'm not against immigration, but if we're going to fight this 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 
theater, theater, theater security. If we're going to have this fake security that we have to worry about uh, Al Qaeda coming here, and we have to worry about terrorists, and and if the terrorists are really these evil people, then you know maybe we should have a little more concentration and a little more uh, attention paid to these borders. And again, I know that I, you know I don't believe in Al Qaeda. You know I don't believe that. But let's let's be honest here. You know, let's really look at that. Is that is what we're seeing going on in the border right now True? giving us good security? True. No. What, what security are, are you looking for? And first of all, mainstream media is reporting from, a hell of a lot, not lower number than what's beings. really going on. <laughs> you know. I mean, human beings that are seeking a better life. Are what, we having what protection it? from that? What is that what you're asking? Why do we have Guatemalans and Hondurians traveling through Mexico, given permission by the Mexican government to ride trains really? up through there? You really? Why are they coming think, all the way that's here? You think what's going on? That's that's truly what you think is going on? Oh, you tell me what's going on, Dave. Because that please tell me. They, the Mexican <laughs> government does not like uh, immigration as much as uh, the Southern Americans don't. Right, so they don't want that happening, and it, and they they say, well, it, it cost them five thousand dollars to get up here. There's no Honduran that makes five thousand dollars to get up here. All right, so and then that's not the, the I've heard two hundred dollars is what I've been hearing. Well, so reality, you hear many different numbers. The reality of it is, the reality of it is, is as that you're being sold a fucking bill of goods that's completely false to try to get people. Uh, uh, on a, it, this is a divisive issue. This is a divisive so this thing. Is, this is coming from the guy who hasn't been on the internet for three days, like two and a half. Oh days. yeah, you know what? Because I haven't been on the internet in three and a half days. I'm stupid. I never said you were stupid, but you're you're missing. You know, I go by a lot of good people that I listen to, and this is not Alex Jones. I'm yeah. talking about. Well, All no, right. you you had mentioned Alex Jones. Alex earlier. Jones is one that, of the places. This is where you got your information. You had said this earlier. Uh, what is it? Nine twenty-nine. You said this within the last thirty minutes. I said it was one of the places, Dave. I also said Jack Blood. I've been listening to about this, and I've been reading a lot yeah. of different things about this. And how how many times has Alex Jones been right? Uh, a lot, actually. How many times? Wanna, how and many and times? my reference to Alex Jones how was that times? he had talked about this years how ago. How many times has Alex Jones been wrong? A lot. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, yes, he has been wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's always so right. What? And that's I barely a, even listen a, to the guy that's anymore. That's a person. Yeah, so well, what? then that's right. Well, it's a source that people look at. and and Not my source. It's Of course it's not your source. You don't even like the guy. And I barely listen to him. I've been what turning him a little stat- bit more recently. What does it say in the Statue of Liberty? Uh, oh, now you want to reference an Illuminati the- symbol that was given to us by Illuminati French guy? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Jack Blood? Jack Blood, Mark Dice, uh, a bunch yeah. of other guys. Oh, yeah. Mark, 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 Dice, a little bit more. Right. Mark Dice is totally into the Illuminati symbolism. Right. Because that's all over the place, and that's, that's provable. And That's you know, very provable. Right, what does Illuminati mean? I don't really want to get into that right now. Illuminati means I don't really you know how things work. Right. All right. You and I are part of the Illuminati. <laughs> all right? We oh, know how shit works. Oh, really? I wish I was part of Illuminati because I wouldn't how, be sitting in this apartment. No, that's we, know how shit, sure. we know how shit works. Right. We're illuminated to the fact uh, that the banks control the world. All right? Uh, you're making me drink beer now. The coffee was not doing it with you tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, no, but you're not wrong, Dave. I mean, when you start to understand that and see things that way... You are a part of it. Well, you know, I don't you even become have... become a part of that. I don't even have immigration stories pulled. I was just reading Kurt Haskell's thing, and then I wanted to discuss that briefly. I mean, right, it's, not, know, like, here's it's a, not like my main story tonight. Here's a big thing to discuss. Here's a guy who's talking shit about immigration who immigrated to another country freely. <laughs> I, are did you we not all do that? Me? Hold on. Wait. Did we not all... Well, okay, not us in themselves, but our country. Are we not all fucking immigrants? 
of generation. Most of me is. I, I'm a, a slight part in, uh, Native American. A slight part. But, yeah, most of my ancestors came from another country, and they, and they came here freely. They got on a boat, jumped over here. They went to Ellis Island. They said, are you sick? No. And let you sit there for three days and tapped you on there and said, have at it. Go oh, out there. Oh, so they had to sit there and wait for three days. Because Me being my For smallpox. Snark, snark. For smallpox. And we don't have any diseases <laughs> nowadays that we should be concerned about coming from a third world from third world country, do we? Oh, right, right. We're all, we're all again, portions of immigrants and again, here's sitting my, in this room. The biggest issue with it, and it's not the people coming here, because I could care oh. less. I could so care less. So, shut up for a second. So, so, shut so up for a second. I could care less oh, if immigrants came here, okay? The problem I have is that we allow social services, food stamps, schooling, food stamps, schooling, housing, medical. We're allowing these people who have never put into our system to come here and receive this. So when we have enough Americans here that either A are on it or B can't even get it when they should get it. So what's that's, that's my problem? problem. What, so your problem is with the system, not the people that yeah, are immigrating exactly. here. Exactly. So then the stop people, talking though. about the immigrants. It's but not, the, start bitching about the that. system. But, exactly. But, stop paying for it. But we have to stop the influx flux right no, now don't. because we no. can't stop the system at this given moment. Well, all right. So, so you're gonna you're gonna beat the shit out of the people that that are coming here to, to make a better life, and 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 you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna. I don't want to beat the shit out. I just don't want them to come here until they do it right, and they're not just getting free shit. Do it right. How's it? Do, uh, what do you think the founding fathers wanted? What do, what what do I think what, the founding fathers? What's, what's wanted? the name of the show? I know what the name of the show is. The first what, fifty-two. What does that mean? It's the first 52 words of the Constitution. And what does that say? A lot of things. I don't remember okay. it off the top so, of my head. So here's the thing. Right. If, we, if this show is about the founding the fathers. Tired, hungry, the hungry. Yeah. Right, right. Right, right. They, there were no immigration laws when they, when they made the Constitution. They, they wanted... They're, they're, there's no distinct difference in the Constitution between people that are naturalized citizens or not. They, and there was 300,000 people here, not 300 million people. But look, oh, so, the, so, the, right, so, that, so the number means something? It okay. makes all of it a difference. It Again, it goes it. to the social services. I don't give a fuck. Come here. Right, be so, be so, well. So, no, come here. Be productive. So, do a great job. So, be a good person right, and so come here. On a second. The government is stealing your money and giving it away to other people that you don't feel are entitled to it, and your problem is with the people that they're taking the money? Not the people that are stealing it? Are you fucking crazy? Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, that's a big circle jerk. We might as well but talk no. about chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> but there is no. a good point there. I mean, we shouldn't be mad at the people coming here. But we, we should shouldn't be want mad. them to just come, though. No. Right now, should, at this point no, in time. We should be mad at the system. The system is not serving anyone justly. Um, anybody that wants to come and live here and live a happier life should be able to come here unopposed. Fuzzy says you, you know, should not, no and, more immigration unless you have special have, skills. We shouldn't have to live our says lives the truck driver. about this sort of shit. Wait, wait, wait. Says the truck driver? Oh, I could shift 18 gears straight. I got special <laughs> skills. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, Fuzzy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> all right, let's get off the immigration. I think we've uh, all proven our sides of the point. We got absolutely nowhere with that, which is fine. Uh, we usually get nowhere with the stuff we talk about, so that works out well, you know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, God. We need to get on something we agree on. Yeah, that. that might take a little bit. Come on, ride a train. I'm some other shit. Come on, come on, come on. All right, well, let's see here. As we know, uh, we're, we're going back to Iraq, Dave. What do you think? Do you think we're going to go back to Iraq, Dave? Yeah. Yeah? 
because <laughs> the, uh, the American government loves fucking with other governments. Right, right. And, and of course, uh, let's see here. The first time, what was the reasoning of the first time? Oh, the, the invasion of Kuwait was the first time we went and, and attacked Iraq after we gave them permission, or didn't give them permission, <laughs> but said it's really not our business, do what you want to do, right. to invade Kuwait. Mm-hmm. Then the second time we went because of uh, weapons, of mass, weapons distra- of mass distraction, destruction, right. I'm sorry, I right, right. That's, that's actually destruction. an excellent excellent way to say it. Yeah, yeah, you know, so they go in there and they find no no weapons, right? So as they're looking for no weapons that they can't find, um, you know, they go in and, and, and we finally get Saddam and and we blow the shit out of the country, right? I mean, we really did blow the shit out of the country. Well, we we, we broke a lot of the country, and then we rebuilt a lot of the country. Uh, and I, I the, th- the, the 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 most expensive fucking um uh what do you call that uh where the consulate is, the American consulate, the most expensive American consulate on the planet is in Iraq. Is in Iraq. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna hold off on this story because Buzzy called in. I have a feeling that Buzzy's <laughs> Go going uh, to have some things to say. What's up, Buzzy? Uh, uh not a lot. Yes, there's a fucking truck driver, Dave. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Right. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on a second. Let me talk. Let me talk. Everybody buzzing. Go ahead. All right. So there's a fucking truck driver. You know how many uh, immigrants are coming to, uh, to this country uh, just on work visas? Taking my jobs now, other truck drivers' jobs that Americans can do for less money <laughs> and are more dangerous? How many? That's not only truck driving. That's all labor jobs. That's all coming How many? Hey, all immigrants or Bob? people coming over from other countries are coming over taking our jobs. Our jobs. Right, Nobody wants to go to Honduras. Nobody wants to go to Argentina. They all come to this country because we have higher wages of living and everything else. Bob? No, this is not 1776 anymore, Dave. Bob? No more immigration. If an unskilled person can come and take your job, guess what? Your job sucks. Well, yeah, maybe it does, but I make a living at it. And I don't need somebody from another country to right, so, try to take my job so or even try to run me over. They are flat fucking dangerous. Uh, are you afraid of competition? You're afraid of somebody taking your job away? Dude, I ain't scared of my job whatsoever. I'm talking about other jobs and the danger on the highways. I'm oh, yeah. serious, asshole. Oh, wait, because there, there's that big Honduras uh, truck driver uh, problem that we have going on it's in this country. It's not only truck drivers. They're coming over you're, in you're, droves. You're making and shit our up. construction jobs. You're... you're yeah. You're a fear monger. Fear used to be in a fast food job. Used to be for high school kids. Fear they used to be for high school kids. Now people trying to make a living on it because all these so-called immigrants are coming over, taking our good paying jobs. Boo! Hiss! Oh, you're fear mongering. You have no. You have nothing back in your ass. Close the fucking have... borders. Other countries close their borders. Yeah. All right. So do you want to? For li- reason. Bob, do you want to live in another country then? You want to go to a fucking country that closed their borders? Then, then, then fucking move to North Korea. North uh, Korea. All right. The, the, this country was built on this country. This country. Why should I have to leave my country because I'm being this country was built on now. Yeah, this country was built on open borders. If you don't like it, then get the fuck out. Are you done? No, you get the fuck out. I was born here. You take your ass to fucking Honduras, Dave. You, you, you're way out of line. And it, Lexi, I love you. You're out of line. Everybody that lives in open borders are way out of fucking line. Hey, listen. No, it's bullshit. No, Buzzy, look, you're entitled to your opinion. If you feel like you don't want them here, if you, you feel like... like hey, can I finish? Go ahead and finish. If you feel that you are threatened by this, 
then then that's your opinion. But my belief is, as a human fucking being, you have a right to live wherever you want. And if you're fucking competition, then you're goddamn competition and good for you. Especially no, in America. No, 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 no. If you're, no, no. Buzzy, if you're entitled, you're entitled. If you show that you're going to show up and that you can be more productive and more cost efficient, then you deserve that place. That's what this country is You come over with a special skill that we don't have. No. Come over with a special skill. No. Yeah, that's right. that's wait, what wait, sets wait, us wait, apart. The people that are coming over now, the people that are coming over, the people that are coming over now are all going straight to fucking welfare. Buzzy, hold on for a second. I'm going to point out something that has been proven just now. All right. You know what the problem with this is also? It's dividing the American people and dividing all of us. All right? You this- tell I'm divided. This is my country. I work my ass off. I pay my taxes. And I don't want the, the whole world coming flooding to my country and making me pay more taxes while they pay nothing but get out of welfare system. So, so, so then pop, you're going to pop, pop a blame. Whoa. Uh, we, pop a vein, buddy. Calm we need, we need can of strips or something going yeah, on here. Second, Does everybody bro. want to dab here? Buzzy, let me give you my damn phone. Fuck it. <laughs> Let me give you a dab, Buzzy. You'll be good. Whatever. <laughs> All right, there goes Buzzy. We love you, Buzzy. Uh, you know, we, we're going to dis- everybody's going to disagree Whatever. on this. This sense and it's a of really entitlement sad thing is, that, is that really there is fucking sickening. Device. He's he's into protectionism. I don't want anybody taking my job away from me because I don't want to do anything better. If he, if these fucking guys that can't speak English and are, and are too short and don't know shit can take my fucking job away, guess what? Your job ain't worth shit. You better step up your game to make yourself more valuable. Listen, this is something that I've learned as a... And you're not talking directly to Buzzy, right? You just mean in no, general. You in need, in people in America general. need to well, step up well, and Nobody's their game. talking right. directly to him. This no, no, no. is in general. This is, uh, this is against... This is Americans. When I, started, when I was growing up, I was in retail management... I got a job when I was fucking 19 years old, and I worked my way up to manager by the time I was 24 years old. I stepped up my game, and then when, once I reached a, a plateau with the money that I made there, I ch- I got out of that, and I, I started truck driving. And then once I, I reached the top of that game, I, went, I, I got out and went to school to become a network administrator. I stepped up my game. I made myself more valuable than the guy next to me, whether he's fucking an illegal immigrant or my brother. All right. Well, I still. All right. We're, I want to move off this subject, Buzzy. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you, Buzzy. Um, you know, it is a divisive issue, and, and it's being used as a divisive issue. I think you're absolutely right on that because we went, all of a sudden started to hear this uh, two weeks ago. We started to hear the helicopter over Mexico. We started to hear about the teenagers coming across the border. We started hearing all this shit. All of a sudden, that's the issue, and it's a divisive issue. And you're right. It was presented upon us on, on all the mainstream media. Media, and all you motherfuckers bought into it. Well, again, by nothing. I, actually, this has been going on for more than two weeks. If you if you pay attention to the alternative media, the, Listen, this has been in the alternative media for one three, thing? four weeks almost. Can I just say one thing? Sure. Who's going to stop you? We have the technology to view the globe in its entirety, right? And when you look at it, do you see lines dividing North America from Mexico? Do you see lines dividing Africa from Europe and Europe from the UK and China from Russia? Do you see like Australia like lined out as its own individual entity? Do you see Antarctica lined out as its own individual entity? No, you don't because that's not the way 
that we were supposed to be. We're not supposed to be divided, and that's all that borders are. They're dividing us, and that. they're creating issues for us, and huh. we are no more entitled to live here under these circumstances than somebody from Mexico or fucking Kuwait all right. or Australia. I'm sorry. That's not the issue, Lexi, honey. That's not the issue. The issue, and my yeah, issue... Yeah, it kind of wait, fucking is. wait, wait, wait. That is not the issue. The issue, and it was just tweeted out to me, and I said no, uh, SBS White Fridge. The, the issue is, and I agree with this 100%, is we have these social services that we're just handing out to Americans just as much as the illegal immigrants. Right. All right, and that's enough, That's the big problem I right. have. The illegal and immigrants I get you're stealing, are a small part it's, of, of it's the whole. It's not as small the- as you think, though. You... I want to believe one, you're going to believe the other. All right, and that's right. fine. Says the guy, and, and says, I want to move off. Says the guy that's tapping into the government. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy tapping right, into the exactly. government. Right, exactly. The white guy, the white male that's tapping into the government I, money. I'm not saying there aren't other people that. All right, uh, all right. So, I'm not saying there aren't other people that are tapping into. Sure. It. But again, we have people coming here, and you know what? We have we have sick people that are specifically coming up here to get medical care. It's a it's a small thing. All right, so here's the deal. It's, it's whether it's a small thing or not, it's still money being Hold spent. On. You know what the biggest migration in the country is? What? New York to Florida. All right? Do you Dave, think, do Dave, you, our on, president just came out and asked for $3.8 billion for the immigrations. Hold on a second. Do you think it's, it's, it's right for the people of Florida to say, you're taking our job? Because you know what? I, I took, for 10 fucking years, I took a Floridian's job because I'm better than they are. Right? Okay. And I made more money than they did, and I did whatever I had to do. And I and took a Floridian's job. I owned two. You took an American's job that was not doing their job right. properly. Right. Right. But but there, there's no immigrating right. from so New York to Florida. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, it's not should, immigration. Should, should the Florid? Well, that's because there's no borders. Should the Floridians have said you can't come here because you're taking our jobs? You New Yorkers can't be coming down here and taking our jobs. And Jake makes a great point. We are going to move on right now. So anyway, back to, back to the uh, the Iraq story. So we went to Iraq the first time um, for ninety three, right? Yeah, uh, yes, for no ninety 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 one when we went in because of the Kuwait invasion. Early, let's just call it early. I was in, <laughs> I was a freshman, I think, or a sophomore. Ninety one, ninety one, somewhere around there. Anyway, it was before I had a kid, so it's before ninety yeah. three. Yeah, um, we went in there because they invaded Kuwait after being told that we didn't care what they did because right. they and, were cross and, and, and we're paid police by Kuwait, right? I guess so. <laughs> so then. We went in, and if you believe that, for well, I'm reiterating what we already discussed. Then we went in for um, uh, weapons of mass distraction, destruction. Um, I now love, I love that. When we went in, <laughs> didn't we go in in the very early '90s or very very early '90s in in the early 2000s? And pretty much destroy all of the 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 chemical weapons and all the, the no. We never found any chemical weapons, and we said this war will be paid for by uh, oil. We, you, oh, you know what? We'll go in here, and because we're gonna we're gonna control the oil, it's actually we're gonna turn a profit. And guess what? To the tune of what eighteen trillion dollars in debt, we didn't turn a profit. Well, so if you buy into whatever they tell you, when they tell you it, you're an asshole. Well, they're they're, they're saying here. This is why I this think is this is something I wanted to bring up because I found this very funny because we didn't find any weapons and we we destroyed that country, right? Right. Wait a minute. Um. So. 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi Arabian, and we went into uh, Afghanistan looking for them, and then Iraq. And then what did we do? We gave weapons, just recently weapons, to people that the Saudi Arabians wanted us to give weapons to. 
Yeah. And it turns out, holy shit, they used it against us in Iraq. Again, imagine that. Holy so shit. The reason I'm bringing... Wow. The reason I'm bringing... That's <laughs> fucked up. The reason I'm bringing all this up, okay, <laughs> um, is because uh, just recently ISIS, uh, you know, or CIA, whatever you want to call them, um, supposedly got some, some radioactive material from a school... Um, that was that that was teaching. Uh, it was a it was a nuclear medicine school. It was a nuclear medicine school, and it's not really very high grade uh, radioactive materials. But they're saying they got radioactive materials. So there's a big threat of dirty bomb now, right? But as I'm reading through this dirty bomb article, which I don't believe any of that, all right. Uh, as I'm reading through it, I, I got caught off guard because the very end of the article. It goes, for more ser- far more seriously, ISIS took over a military base in northern Iraq last month that contained Saddam Hussein's stockpile of chemical weapons, including hundreds of warheads containing sarin and mustard oh, gas. so wait a minute. They found the weapons? But we couldn't find them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you buy that? I don't buy it. <laughs> I'm reading this because it caught me off guard that I read this. What's, what's, where, what's the source of the article? This is from Breitbart. <laughs> All right. And then it goes on. It goes on. It says, Colonel D. Gordon Bright- Brenton said, however, that they still only pose a small threat as the bunkers are sealed in reinforced concrete, making it very difficult for the militants to gain access. The sarin gas is also likely to have degraded, although the mustard gas could still be potent. Don't believe the hype. I just find it amusing that they're trying to to tell us that that they right. They found the weapons a, of mass a base, a northern base, Saudi Saudi base or uh, Iraqi base. Is that really in writing? That's really. I just read it really? word for word. That's, that's, I, I read it word they, for word. They found the weapons of mass destruction. We couldn't do it a, after fourteen years. Yeah, thirteen years, <laughs> and we can't find the weapons of mass destruction. And but people buy this shit. I, man, I don't know what to you tell know, you. You know who I know who buys it? Uh, Buzzard Bob. Oh, stop. Go You're taking her damn Don't pick on Buzzard anymore. Stop picking on Buzzard. No, it's not even picking on Buzzard, but this is ridiculous. Come on. You know it, too. I think it's ridiculous as hell. That's why I wanted to read that article or read that section of it, because it really, when I read that... It's comical. It really is comical. If you Actually, in the grand scheme of things, it's fucking hysterical that 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 actually got printed out. It's fear-mongering at its finest. Yeah. And you know what, Dave? Yeah. It's, it's really fucking effective. It's trying to line well, it's effective. Fortunately, it's, effective it's scary to, the to think of that, but it is. I'm, it it made, really fucking is. It made me laugh because I know it's such bullshit. I, I, I consider myself... It doesn't matter, Dave. It's really effective shit. It's but trying to bring us back stupid. into Iraq again, just like they did with, with September 11th and weapons of mass distraction and incubators in the in the 90s and the babies being thrown out of right, the incubators right. in the 90s. They're trying to set it up now. They're using their forces that came through Syria, that got weapons through um, through okay. uh, what's uh, Benghazi. It, you is know, it, is it safe to assume that anything that is that you hear is a lie? It's very safe to assume that. Okay, oh, so then yeah. why are we reporting on it? Because well, what else why, can you why are we on? Why That's we, all we're hearing anymore, Why Dave? are we perpetuating the lie? We're not perpetuating we're not. the lie. We're educating people no. by discussing how you, this is bullshit and that we have to read it. You have to see both sides of things. And the unfortunate fact of the matter is, is that you are hearing more untruths than you are truth in yeah. this world. Yeah. There is very little truth to be heard. Yeah. So when you want to address both sides... The, the downside is, is, is you're going to be addressing more of the negative side than the positive, for sure. I mean, all day long. 
I mean, I'm gonna dress how the, can I'm you gonna, really gonna, escape that? I'm going to address the truth, not the negatives that are positive. Okay, but you, you have to point you out have the to negatives. See both and the, sides of this. I will no, tell you, you the need truth. to point out the other I, stuff, I, and I then will. we can discuss the truth, like we just did. We pointed out how bullshit, how much bullshit that was. That was the whole point of reading that. So that's how we operate this. See, right, I'm the driver of the ship, you know? It's from Breitbart. It's, what does it matter where it's from? It's a news source that you cite quite often. I don't, I barely cite Breitbart. Oh, what are you talking you know, about? You're on crack. You that's know, it's funny calling. to even be in the studio and see the dichotomy in between the two. <laughs> we just said you've got the two opinions. It's awesome. What you bring to First 52 is that <laughs> you've got the cranky old fuck and you've got the not cranky old fuck. Sorry. In, in all respect, in all due respect, it's funny to watch us. I yeah, know. It here's, here's the thing. What am I like? Look, some asshole sitting in the middle? Somewhere You're just the, the I'm the monkey. Pleasing. You're the aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, rea- of the, show. the reality of this is that somewhere in between Sean and I lies the truth. That's right. right. It may not be my point of view. It's not his. But it might not be but, his point of view. But somewhere in the middle, Lexi is of right that. in between you. <laughs> so, you, know. you know what caught? You, you, you know what caught me is um, a couple weeks ago. I had an interview on, and I caught some flack for it because it was very uh, anti-Semitic type of uh, speech that was going on, and and a comment was made to me after I caught some flack, and it was said to me that um, you have to hear the side of the extremists. Because between the extremists and the mainstream lies the truth. Yeah, I didn't like that guest at all, but there was some shit that he said that was true. Right. You know? And you have to hear it and you have to filter out some of the really hateful, hurtful stuff to get to the, the truth. Look, nobody's you know? going to agree. And if they're going to say, if they're gonna say two point, nature. I'm just throwing numbers out because I don't remember the exact number. If, if 2.5 you know, million Jews were killed in the Holocaust, on this side says that, and then this side says only 250,000 were killed. Well, maybe it wasn't so what either lot, side man. says. Maybe it's the middle. You know, and that's, that's the point, though, is you well, have to find the middle what, between all these no, no. different things. What we Loss did. of well, life is his, where it's going wrong. <laughs> his, his point of view is that only the Jews were the ones that were actually told that got killed. Yet there were blacks and Catholics and all these other people that got killed at the same time. Yes. But it's only the Jews that you hear about. All right, yeah, there was six million of them that got killed, That's which far supersedes anything up. But there were other people that got killed. Yeah, so and that the is true. fact of the matter is, is it's wrong, and it shouldn't be the way that we uh, live our lives. It shouldn't be the way that we shouldn't even have to think on that realm. We should all live in, in synchronicity and love one another. That would be a uh, lovely war world. is is a fucking nightmare, and none of this shit is working out. Why have we not yet evolved? Still to this day, with all the knowledge and technology that we have, we're still arguing, and this shit is still going on. That's the big fuck up of our generation <laughs> it's really sad to know that this shouldn't be happening yet it is no i agree and and it is <clears throat> we see so many different things going on and that would be a utopia to live in, in where everybody gets along and you know as smedley butner butler once said war is a racket it was developed and designed for have the you control read the, of have the you small read the book? people i've never read the book but i've it's listened actually, to his speeches it, it, and it, stuff. you could read um, um, it's a short book you can read it in within half hour 45 minutes i, I suggest everybody go look I for intend it. to you could download it via PDF. I printed it out. I don't I, I read PDF. It. I, I'm dead. Sh- I'm dead serious. I read it on the fucking beach within 30 minutes. All right, here we go. I'm mm-hmm. gonna move on to something else because like we got it's almost break time and we got Susan wait, uh, waiting in the wings to come on and continue with our wait, no douchebaggery. Uh, no, because he called Shifty. He's probably too busy. Like I said, he, okay. he got the times messed up and uh, 
at least he got to talk a little bit and we got to hear something. He was going to call in during the 9, but right. I told him maybe the 11. So we'll see. Maybe we'll hear from him in the, in the third hour. Uh, as you all know, we talk a lot about GMO labeling and GMO foods also here on the show. Um, and I found it very appeasing what some of our Congress people think of American people. Why do we, why do we need a whole other labeling deal or whatever wow. if we already have organic? I don't know specifically that we do. I, I really worry that the labeling does more harm than good, that it, it uh, leads too many people away from it, and it diminishes the market for GMOs that are the solution to a lot of the problems we face. People talk about they have the right to know, and that's why they need a label, a mandatory label on GMO products. Information's already out there. They don't need to wait for a label. They can go and do their own research and find it. Um, what is the biggest drawback? Is it the ignorance of what the product is, uh, just from a lack of education? So it is it is ignorance of the product, and it's a general skepticism of anything uh, they, they eat. Hold on. It can you pause too, it for a second? Uh, you know, the reason why I'm asking to pause it, can you make it full screen so I can see who the fuck is talking? Yeah. Processed or, or you know, treated in some way that they don't quite Because I want to know who that asshole is. Dr. Just. Do you think consumers perceive the government-mandated labels as somewhat of warning labels? Absolutely. So why does the EU still have their labeling? If they've come to the same conclusions, why have they not, frankly, informed their consumers that there is no difference? The EU is not a homogenous body. You have the you have the Commission with its scientific advice that has conducted these studies. You have the legislative body that's influenced very much by the consumer organizations that has not changed its position. It's uh, listening to you. It's obvious that uh, while the science in the EU is incontrovertible about the health and safety benefits of uh, genetically modified hybrid crops that uh, because of politics, uh, people are afraid to lead and inform consumers about what's really going on. Because a lot of questions that people have and a lot of hesitations that they have really is from a lack of knowledge in regard to where food actually comes from. Uh, so wait a What we have here is some problems with the society and communication uh, aspect of uh, genetic modification, not keeping up with the technology, and the consumer not really aware uh, and our agricultural sectors we've seen from each and every one and heard from each and every one of you today is being impacted by the zealousness to go after genetically modified seeds and genetically modified foods uh, that include these products when they're perfectly safe and they're helping to feed the world. Begin with just now, even using pause it, you know, pause it, sort of pause long it, scientific pause sounding it, words make please. it Yes, Dave. All right. Here's a, here, I even had this conversation with Ben over the weekend. All right. Genetically modified foods do not feed the world. The reason why people are going to sleep hungry is because they don't have the money for food. It's not that there's a lack of food. It's they don't have the money for food. GMOs do not make food cheaper. It makes food worse for you. All right. It's not. Well, what they're what they're promoting is that they've used GMO corns in other countries, uh, GMO food uh, uh, seeds and stuff in other countries to help feed the poor because it grows in all different kinds of Bull conditions. That's bullshit. And that, well, that's what they're. But, but that's, that's what the GMO companies claim, though. Right. That's what Monsanto and all them but claim they're wrong. doing in foreign there's, countries. There's empirical data that states that quite the contrary to that. It's and this this Doctor Justin and, and uh, it seems this whole fucking panel are sucking dick of GMOs. Well, and all they're doing is calling the American people stupid, ignorant, and uneducated. Every single uh, if if you listen to it, that's what they say. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, you know what you know where there's no GMOs. 
Honduras. Thank you. Not in this, con- not in this country. <laughs> not in this country. So that was the point. I wanted to show that uh, that our congressional uh, panels and congressional people uh, really think highly of the American people. Uh, right. You're, you're uh, stupid. We know better. Yeah. Just eat our poison and shut up. Well, it's not even poison. Eat it without question. Is what they're saying. Do right? what I say. Right. Because, you know what, maybe it is better for you, but let's, let's, let's have the debate. You know, let's have the proof. Show me the fucking label so that I can make it, make my decision uh, as an informed consumer. Don't fucking sugarcoat it for me. Don't fucking cover it up for me. Tell me. Don't fucking, don't put fluoride in my, in my water and tell me that it's good for me when we know that sodium fluoride is a poison. Oh, it's like that video going around. Have you seen the video of the guy adding the, 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 uh, sodium into, it's a water worker and he sets a camera up and he's, he's in a, in a rubber apron. Wait, 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 we didn't need that video because fucking our own Frank Castle told us in person that that's what he did when he was, uh, in, uh, incarcerated here in Florida. Right. He had to put on a Tyvek suit and fucking had all this shit in it and, and, and opened up the, the bag that said poison and dumped it into the fucking prison water. Yep. We have first-hand experience. Well, this wasn't prison it's, water. It, it's this not was, bullshit. Uh, it's not, it's not fucking, it's not, we're not making shit up. We've got first-hand reports. The, that's what he did. Yep. And it's uh, it, it's scary, but this video it shows it again, and the guy's like, uh, well, I, and I, I like some of the comments. I, the guy's just like throws up his hands after he adds it in, like, uh. And what am I gonna com- do? Well, right. some of the comments were, you know, if you're so against it, go find another job and stop doing it, stop facilitating, right. adding it too, you right. know. And and that's that's a great point that's made. All right, guys, we are going to take our first break. That was a very heated and exciting first hour, Buzzy. You know we still love you. Um, I hope I you're do. feeling I, better. I really do. I hope he's feeling better. I do too. Yeah. I didn't mean to piss you off or anything. <laughs> well, he's been I laid up in bed world for peace, two weeks. Man. Well, I what do you want from me? I'm I a little hippie bitch inside. <laughs> I don't mind pissing him off, but I, I still love Buzzy. Did he hang up or what? what yeah, what? yeah, he was yeah. done with us. He was I'm done. Sorry, in he, he, he didn't even give us our. I'm out. Yeah. I really do love you. And I haven't talked to you in forever. And, you know, but I still, I have to be honest with you, you know. All right, guys. We will be back on the first 52 with Susan Pozel in a few minutes. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Ryan. Fortoed and Lexi. Five minutes of Fortoed? Sure. Poor oh. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, that, that, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh. Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. You sure gotta climb a lot of steps to get to this Capitol building here in Washington. Well, I wonder who that sad little scrap of paper is. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. I hope and pray that I will But today I am still just a bill Hey, Bill, you certainly have a lot of patience and courage Well, I got this far 
When I started, I wasn't even a bill. I was just an idea. Some folks back home decided they wanted a law passed, so they called their local congressman, and he said, you're right, there ought to be a law. And he sat down and wrote me out and introduced me to Congress, and I became a bill. And I'll remain a bill until they decide to make me a law. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, now I'm stuck in committee, and I'll sit here and wait while a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be alone. I hope and pray that they will, but today I'm still just a bill. Control the definition. 
in the cold. A billion dollar industry perception that is sold. Take a hunk of metal and turn it into gold. We rock and sing aloud, just like some sheep. So it's time to take that leap. Spit knowledge on these beats. Transparency is key, cause we know talk is cheap. Can't for where you walk, or you end up in the heat. What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne, in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RedsRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news. And um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RedsRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. To the beat, y'all. The body rock, y'all. The legs rock, y'all. Now stop, y'all. To the beat, y'all. The body rock, y'all. The legs all right, guys, here we go in the second hour of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Hope you got your break on. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to have a, a very intelligent, very interesting conversation here in the second hour. Uh, we got a great person that, that writes some intriguing and wonderful articles, so make sure you get the information from her you need. Uh, everybody got their break? Everybody feeling okay over there? Hello, guys, over there. Everybody feeling okay? Yeah. Very fine. All right, good. Thank you very much. Are we all calmed down now? We take a We're chill calm. pill. We're we, good. We, we wind it We're down. We're sorry. All right, good. I'm glad everybody... We give you a hard you know, time, I know. Yeah, you did give me a hard time that hour. My goodness gracious, <laughs> that was a hell of an hour. Sometimes that needs to happen, Oh, though. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun that last hour. We got, you know, we got some different opinions flowing that last hour, and, uh, you know, we made some people angry. I can tell that by the Twitter. But then again, we wouldn't be doing our jobs <laughs> if we did didn't make you angry, right? You could, you could tell that by the people that were in the room. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sweating over here, and I've never sweating during a show. I mean, I'm, I'm drinking so coffee. Sorry. Maybe that's part of the reason why. I would why. never want to make you <laughs> stress. So, like as that. I promised you guys, we have Susanna Posel, which I had her name right, Posel from Occupy Corporatism, uh, joining us on the on the Skype later tonight. Susanna, you got that? We got you there. I, you do. Uh, excellent. It's nice to have you back again. Um, you know, like I said, we the first time we met, we were in the middle of a show, and, and Jack sends me a message saying, hey, I got something. I need you to talk to this person. And we had John within 20 minutes, a half hour of that happening. And you were amazing. Yeah, it was a great you conversation. Really um, we learned a lot of information, and I'm looking forward to learning a bunch of information tonight. Um, first of all, why don't you just give our listeners, uh, since we have a little more time tonight and we're not rushing, Give us a little history of you and, and Occupy Corporatism and why you decided to do that. Okay. I was watching, this is about uh, three or four years ago now, I was watching a documentary by Niles Ferguson on the banking collapse. And it's a six-hour documentary, and about a third of the way into it, he starts talking about how money is fiat and what fiat is, and I stopped the movie and I said, what? The money is fake? What? What? 
this, I went into my wallet and I pulled out my fiat and I said, what? This dollar is not a dollar? It, it, it's worth not, what? <laughs> and I went through this like withdrawal and I almost, I felt like I was getting sick. You know, I had like psychosomatic symptoms of having a, like the flu. And I started researching and looking up it and I just figured anything's up for grabs. I mean, if the money is fake, what else is fake? And the more I dug into things, I realized that there's a lot of information that we're just not getting. And it's not for lack of intelligence, because I grew up in a very intellectually uh, driven home. And I spent my time growing up in the library or staying up all night reading a 500-page book. So it's not that I'm a dumb person. It's just that this information is not readily available. And even in, in the small circles where it is readily available, it's not out in the public enough to where it would catch, you know, right. like, like a Twitter bomb. So I, the first Occupy Corporatism was an aggregator site because I had written short stories and poetry. I'd never written an, a news article, even though I went to college to become a paralegal, and I knew a lot about research and putting together briefs and, and subpoenas and, and putting that stuff together. I'd never written a news article before. But and your articles, the, the thing about your articles is they're not, um, for lack of word, half-ass articles. I mean, you re you reference everything. You have um, all your links to where you get it from, and they're not. I don't think I've read an article of yours that was short. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're definitely not short articles. <laughs> no, they're actually shorter than they used to be. <laughs> Have they shortened up? Oh my goodness! <laughs> so yeah, you put out some great articles. Um, one of the ones recently uh, that caught my attention, and it was funny because I had read it and I didn't really know of the study. And then a couple days later, I saw that Drudge Report was carrying some articles about this Rand study. Um, and you basically put out five points against this study. Um, for those that don't know, um, Rand Corporation, which is probably at the top five worst or evil companies or corporations in America, um, they put out a study based on 66 peer-reviewed studies on vaccination claiming that vaccines uh, do not cause autism and are not dangerous and they're good for you. Um, what caught me about this is I believe it was like out of 25,000 studies, they picked 66 or somewhere along that. So Su Susanna came up with a, with a wonderful article. It's the five reasons not to trust. Uh, I, I, what's the exact title, Susanna? Are vaccines safe? Five reasons to question recent RAND study. That's right. Thank you. Now, that, that story was just uh, incredible, the way you did it and the way you laid it out. So why don't you tell us about the RAND um, study first, and then we'll get into your five reasons not to trust it. Well, you said it very eloquently. It, it, it actually was just, hey, this is safe. The uh, adverse effects are so rare that it's uh, it's not even worth discussing. Don't worry about it. It doesn't cause autism. It doesn't cause any of the other uh, diseases that kids are coming down with. Uh, it, it's safe. Go ahead and start vaccinating. You know, don't be afraid and, and just go ahead and, and vaccinate. But vaccines have been causing uh, many, many psychological and physiological disorders. And we're seeing the fruitation of all of the vaccinations that we've been doing for the last 20, 25 years. Now we've got a generation of children or young adults who are sick 
who cannot function, who have problems that then have to be further placated with other medications when it was the vaccinations that caused this problem. And they didn't need the medication. And the medication made them nuts and made them do something they wouldn't normally do. This is a whole cyclical operation going on, and it sounds kind of nutty when I put it together that way. But when you look at the evidence, you see that the CDC had a uh, study that was put out in... um, by these Dutch researchers, they had actually measured giving children the vaccines without thimerosal in them. And thimerosal is the mercury-based agent that's causing autism. And they saw a dramatic decrease in the incidence of autism by taking out the thimerosal. All right, so do, uh, hold on. Do you have proof of this? Because here's the reason why. Because I go through these battles on Facebook all the time. And if you if you could show me a study that shows that you know the, the difference between thimerosal and non-thimerosal vaccines uh, and the rates of autism, I would love to have that information. It's linked up in my article, like like you guys were discussing before. I I do the research. I take the research seriously. I don't write op-ed pieces. I don't write opinion pieces. I don't even put my opinion in the article. I'm going to bring you the facts. I'm going to tell you what both sides say, and I'm going to give you both sides' opinion. And you're you can make up your mind what you want to believe about the information. But at least when you click on the source links, you have as much actual documentation as possible. I try really hard not to cite another article as a source, and if I do, I let the reader know that this is a source coming out of another. Uh, news article. So wait a minute. Are you are you telling me you're a real journalist? <laughs> yes, actually, I take this very seriously. I I think that journalistic integrity needs to be brought back. The problem <laughs> is we have so much tabloid journalism going on that we think that tabloid journalism is actual journalism, yeah. and we and need to go back to the way the press was intended to be, which is exposing corruption and letting politicians and letting corporations and letting the powers that be know that if you you do something and I find out about it, I'm going to tell everybody I know. So you're going to have to stop doing what you're doing. And, you know, Suzanne, uh, one of the most important things to me as a as a parent is uh, knowing uh, the two sides of vaccination because that is critical when you're raising a child. And I've decided not to vaccinate um, and if my son should decide as an adult to get vaccinated from all these different 70 some things that he would have been vaccinated from by the time he was five years old, then he's welcome to do so. Um, and most of those things wouldn't be critical until he was an adult. And that's fine to make that decision at that point. That's up to him. Um, but there is a big, uh, backlash from that as far as the way schools look at you and and daycares look at you they they find some weird concern there where your child is now become a threat to the other children that are following guidelines and that is hard to come against because in all reality there aren't a lot of uh cdc government studies um and and things that you can show them that sort of, for for lack of a better term, prove your point, you know? And I can look at German studies all day, and I can rationalize in my head, well, he this can wait, you know, because I'm not worried about these things until he becomes an adult. 
And if he's still worried, then he can handle it then. I had chicken pox. I'm not too worried. And most of the things that he could contract as a child, I'd rather him have a really strong functioning immune system and just fight it off rather than inundate his body with toxins and poisons for the first five years of his life over and over and over again at, at multiple times you know four and five vaccines at a time right in the leg right into your bloodstream i mean yeah, see, Su- how do Susanna, you defend we, that we you started know? out vaccinating because we hadn't got into all this he had yet. a total of four vaccinations right. and she came home from the second time and said I, i'm never taking him back for that again after experiencing and watching what he went through uh, in that room. You know, that's kind of what got us to stop. So <clears throat> I'm reading through your article here, Dave. The question you asked, she has it right in there. She talks about the Hewitston study, uh, where is the vaccine with the monkey one. Is that what you were talking about, Susanna? Oh, this is another one. This is the MMR uh, vaccine. And so they took the thimerosal out. And the monkeys that were not given thimerosal came down with no symptoms or, or uh, neurological disorders such as autism or the autism spectrum disorder. The ones that did have thimerosal in the vaccines showed signs of autism and various other forms of the autism spectrum disorder, which includes Asperger syndrome and others. Uh, and we know MMR, well, we don't know, but those of us that are you know, labeled by mainstream media. That's the media measles, the, mumps, and rhesus. Right. We, as the, as the, as the anti-vaxxers, you know, that's, we believe that that is the main trigger. At least I believe that that is one of the main triggers that throw these children, uh, into autism. Cause you'll see, uh, if you watch the, the progressive pictures of, of these children that they've taken, um, after that MMR, you can almost see the, the difference in their look almost immediately, not almost immediately, but within days, you know, it's, you can see that the change coming on them. But it's not even about that. Can I just say that that is one of the biggest concerns is that they would contract or that that would trigger something in their system to cause them a developmental delay or a brain, uh, sort of, abnormality but there there are other things that I'm concerned about as far as a delay in the human function it's not just that right and why can't we I mean is it really that inhumane to conduct studies on this I really do think that vaccines are causing a really big setback in human society altogether no. They they absolutely are. We have an immune system. And when we're born and we exit the womb, we are then bombarded with bacteria and viruses and our immune system has to learn how to defend it. The great thing about our immune system is they usually learn on the first try. So as long as we expose ourselves, like when I was a kid, my mom, my dad drove a bus, so he was, you know, hardly home. And my mom noticed that one of the kids down the street had the chicken pox. So guess who had a sleepover over yeah. at this kid's house? Right. And I, I, I made that point earlier today. Yes, like, you did. Back in the day, you know, when you had chicken pox, everybody got together so that yep. all the kids got chicken pox. I had chicken pox with my stepsister. We camped out in my bedroom for a week and three days. <laughs> 
And, you know, it was itchy and horrible, but we still had fun, and we're here today to uh, be okay. And I had a chicken pox. As well. Nobody died, all right? You don't have to worry about the adult chicken pox. At worst, some of us have a couple chicken pox scars. That's it. That's it. Well, and that's like most of these diseases, Susanna, that that we vaccinate for. Um, a lot of people have had had have had them. Yes, um, you know maybe a few people you know die from it. But usually they're already uh, compromised immune systems, or they're old, or they're young, where they 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 haven't developed their immune system yet. Um, so we see that, and that's where they get these death numbers from. And if you look at the numbers of people who get it and the people that die, what is the the value of the vaccination compared to the damage it does? Well, here's have a holistic problem, okay? You have, uh, I'll, I'll bring you off topic to bring you back to topic, I promise. We have Camelback, who supplies three liter uh, hydration filtration systems to our soldiers, have been doing so since the late 90s during the Gulf War. And since 2008, they have been using non-BPA, BPA-free products, replacing BPA because what BPA is is it's an elastic that's used in plastic so if you take it out you got to put something in so they're using Trident it's made from Eastman Chemical Company which is formerly Eastman Kodak now the adverse effects of Trident are as follows severe dizziness excitability headaches anxiety vomiting nervousness sleep disorders urinary dysfunction heart palpitations hallucinations seizures tremors and macular disorders so any number of those, like the take anxiety, for example. If a soldier is complaining of anxiety, he would automatically be given a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder and put on Paxil or a combination cocktail of maybe 9 or 12 psychotropic and antidepressant drugs when it's really his exposure in low dosage over large, long periods of time to this chemical trident. So the problem with vaccines is they put laundry detergent, they put formaldehyde, they put aborted fetus t- uh, cell tissue, they put live cultures of the bacteria or the virus when it's supposed to be dead cultures. They do this, and that's just a few things that they put in these vaccines. And so with the Mersal, and we're finding that autism, and we're, it's the Mad Hatter's disease all over again, long exposure, over and over again, 65 to 72 vaccines before the age of three or four. This is ridiculous. Their immune systems are absolutely crashed. It's not compromised. It doesn't exist. And as they get older, they get sicker, and they are exposed to more things. They're exposed to things like parabens. We wash parabens into our children's bodies every day with Johnson & Johnson baby shampoo and... and um and baby wash products and don't even think about it. When we use the, the body wash with the microbeads and the scrubbing bubbles on our skin, we're washing parabens. When we use the uh, the uh, St. Ives cleansers with the microbeads in them, again, we're rubbing parabens. When we're using oil of Olay, women, and, and not only the heavy metals poisoning, but parabens. Well, what are parabens? When they do biopsies of breast tumors, they find that they are 99% paraben. And breast cancer is on the rise for men, folks. So don't just tune out because you're a dude. (laughs) This is serious. You're rubbing this into your body and you're going to come down with cancer. And you're not going to think to yourself that it was the the Old Spice body wash that you were using or whatever it is that gave you that over long duration periods of time of small incremental dosage. 
and, and we're not saying, you know, don't bathe or don't use deodorant, but, you know, I use a, a deodorant that's, that doesn't have the parabens and the, the, whatever the other crap that they put in it, honey, I, I forget all the other stuff that's not in there. Sulfates, parabens. Yeah, you know, there's ways around it. So we're not saying, you know, go be a stinky, you know, tree hugger type person, right, Susanna? No, no, (laughs) but what I'm saying is. That's not necessary. (laughs) We're not thinking about what we're doing today and how it's going to affect later on because we're not paying attention. When we see BPA-free, we think, oh, yay, it's good for us now. No, it's filled with Trident. And Trident is going to cause all of these problems for you, like hallucinations and seizures and macular disorders and sleep disorders, and your doctor's going to prescribe Ambient, and then you're going to have a whole host of other psychotropic problems because of Ambient. You might end up on Paxil or Zoloft. (laughs) It's amazing how that circle works. and I've watched that with my father. Uh, he's had fibromyalgia for uh, almost 20 years now. And uh, at one point in time, he was on 15 different medications. Wow. And, and I'd say probably half of them were to counteract the other half. Right. You know, to, to fix the problems right. from and, the other ones. And they call it side effects, quote unquote side effects. It's not a side effect, it's an it's effect. It's the effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I call, I refer to it as the adverse effect. It's, it's because the, that's what happens. That's what the. The volunteers and the participants of the study, that's what they complained about when they were asked. So that's what's going to happen. Right. It's, it's an undesirable effect. It's not, it's not a side effect. It's just that's not what the, the manufacturers wanted to happen. Well, and all these drugs that we get out there, you know, I, I haven't taken the pharmaceutical in at least five years. Um, we don't vaccinate our child. We don't go to the doctors when I, when we get sick. Uh, Lexi goes out and gets, uh, grapefruit. Apple, no, she gets an apple cider drink. Is that the one? Well, it depends on the ailment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's different things that we use when we get sick. But the th- we would go to, look, science has come a long way. I mean, there there is use for doctors here and there. There really are. But at the same time, it is worth investing your time and finding out some natural remedies and trying them out and seeing what works for you and your children and your family. So, you know, apple cider vinegar is not going to cure mm, butt cancer. No, but you know what will cure it is CBD, cannabidiol, yes, okay. which the government this. has known about this. They've had patents on this since 1940. And CBD, what it does is it tells the cells that are not behaving normally to shut off. And so it tells cancer cells to shut off. And it also tells the other cells that are behaving normally to not touch those cells. Leave those guys alone. Don't give them any food. Leave them alone. And so they die. Half the country and the rest of the world has no access to that treatment. No access. Don't you think it's funny that the federal government says there's no medicinal value in marijuana, but yet they hold the patent for medicinal marijuana? And you know what else is funny about this? I wrote this article this week, and this is the article about pot I was talking about. In the state of Washington, they created a pot scare. Okay, state of Washington just said recreational marijuana is okay to sell. So potentially you could go to the 7-Eleven and buy some weed. You can't do that right now, but it's a retail outlet, and any retail outlet can can apply uh, to the um, to the liquor state board and get their uh, application approved. But here's what they. Six hundred applicants. They only approved eighty out of six hundred. You're bouncing three percent. You're bouncing in and out, Suzanne. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you back now. Okay. The last thing we heard was eight. They have only approved eighty. 
They only approved 80 growers out of 2,600 applicants. Uh, how, did so they, this, how did they weed down the, the 2,600 applicants to 80? Because here in here in Florida, because the the Florida legislature just actually approved the Charlotte's Web, the high CBD, low THC strain, but yet they've made it almost impossible to grow, because you have to have thirty years experience right. in growing st- a nursery that's that 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 has been in business for thirty years that can handle four hundred thousand plants, and there's one other ridiculous thing I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, your Charlotte's Web strain has nothing to do with whether or not you're experienced or not. That has just to do with the strain in itself. Well, no. Like, well, that's in order to and it, oh, and it's only five dispensaries in the entire state of Florida. Well, let her answer your question. How did they limit it down to the eighty? Like, what was their qualifications? What, do you know that process they went through? Well, it's similar to what you were describing, but it goes a step further. You have to have something like five hundred thousand or uh, closer to a million dollars in uh, liquid collateral. Wow. Which an opening startup dispensary would not have. Right, exactly. And, and even if they had hefty investors. But Monsanto would have that. That is, now that's well, they, the interesting thing. Monsanto is in the business, in these dispensaries, and they've gotten through United Cannabis, which is huge in the, uh, movement to legalize marijuana. And the, uh, guy who runs, or uh, president and chairman of, uh, United Cannabis is also the head and owner and grower of River Rock Dispensary in Colorado. Is that John Hunt? No, that's Ernest Bachman. Okay, I'm reading through the article as you're as you're talking here, so <laughs> trying to catch up with with it. Now, who's this John Hunt guy? This John Hunt guy <laughs> is on the board of directors for uh, United Cannabis, and he is a consultant and special advisor to the executive board. And he began his career in genetically modified organisms with Monsanto in 1969. And he's worked for the last 30 years to boost sales and get engineering and and managing the direction of the company from uh, 1989 to 2004. Now, with this, various positions. I'm sorry. It's okay. This this kind of ties into something we we were going over right before the end of the first hour, and that was. Um, did you see the video of the congressional panel talking about um, labeling of GMO foods and how they just kept railing about how uh, Americans are stupid and they don't understand and they're uneducated and and all along that realm? Did you see that yet? No, but it doesn't shock me that they would. The first thing that you do when you have a bogus argument is to attack your opponent personally. And that's what they were doing. I mean, it was, you got to find the, the article, the, uh, the video of that and take a look at it. Maybe something you can, uh, you know, tag into some of these other stories because it's right along the same lines. Uh, that's one of my big concerns with, um, you know, the government getting involved with the legalization, which really should be a decriminalization in my opinion. But, um, you know, are we going to see, GMO weed now? Are we going to see these, these this weed that You're absolutely is see just weed. as dangerous as as you know? Are we going to start seeing tumors growing on on us just like we're seeing well, on here's, the rats? Here's the problem: if you are using uh, dispensary weed for cannabidiol, low THC, high CBD co- content, and it's genetically modified weed, your body is not going to react to the CBD the same way it would with natural CBD. So if you're taking this CBD to stop seizures, like that little girl about a month ago, she had 300 seizures a day. Her mother gave her this CBD um, in, a, in, a, in a syringe underneath her tongue, and the seizures went away. 
three hundred a day to maybe one a week. That's yeah, well, it. Yep, and and we're seeing that on all kinds of studies. Like Dave said, you know, we just in the state of Florida, uh, I think they're trying because we have the the medical vote coming up in November. I think they're trying to head it off and make everybody think that they're uh, you know throwing us a bone and that we don't have to worry about voting now. Uh, come January, they're going. They've they've uh, passed a bill that allows the Charlotte's Web strain. Uh, and that's what Dave was talking about, about the five dispensaries that have been authorized to do this um, here in the state of Florida. Uh, and you'll be able to do it, but it won't be available for adults. It'll only be available for children. You know, so the way they play these games with these laws and these regulations and the way they twist and turn it, um, where was I going? Uh, the GMO thing's a big concern, I guess, you know, and they're, they're playing with our emotions. And they're, you know, it's really not a fair game that they're playing. No, but that's what marketing is. People need to learn what sales and marketing actually is. You know, when Bill Hicks made those jokes about, well, if you're in sales or marketing, you should, you know, remove yourself from the planet, so to speak. That was, that was actually, that was one of the smartest things I've ever heard in my entire life because what these people do for a living, what this whole industry does is touches you in that way down gushy primal area where you're afraid that you're not going to be able to eat, you're afraid that your mate is going to leave you, you're afraid that uh, you're not going to be able to function, you're afraid that you're going to die, and tap into that and get you to consider doing things that you wouldn't normally do out of fear because you're afraid. You want to fit in. You want people to like you. You don't want to be ostracized. You want to be popular. Now you can go on a reality show. Anybody can be popular. And everybody can have their 15 minutes of fame. And if not, you can wait in line and be part of the camera sweep. And you can get your 32 seconds of fame or whatever it is. That's all anybody wants anymore is just a little bit of fame and recognition. Well, we have a a generation of millennials that are coming up. These are people who were born in the 80s. And they are now in their teenage years and in their early 20s. And they are the first generation, when they were children, when they were little, George Bush uh, Sr. was president. And this was the first time that New World Order ideas were being talked about readily in politics and in media and in the social sphere. So you've got a generation of, of people who are now in their, heading to their early 20s, who grew up under the New World Order propaganda. And for them, this is normal. Transhumanism is awesome. Bitcoin is the sh- is is the bomb. You can curse here. It's okay. I, I was going to, but I, I can't because I'm a mother of two and I just can't do it. But wait, 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 love- wait, 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 wait. What do you have? What problem do you have with Bitcoin? <laughs> oh. Bitcoin, well, I have a problem with the fact that Bitcoin has an international banking ID and is insured by the Central Bank of France and Credit Mutuelle. They also, because of their insurance, where do, where do have... Get, where do you get that information from? Because Bitcoin is not uh, centrally um, controlled by anybody. It's, peer to, it's peer-to-peer. Yeah, that's what they tell you. Well, I, I know this because I've, I've been into Bitcoin since 2009, since it first came out. Dave, okay. Dave's big into Bitcoin. I don't trust it. I don't like it. Well, I don't I'm think big, it's a I'm good big, idea. I'm big into cryptocurrency. I don't think it's a really good idea. California just announced that they are going to legalize Bitcoin and other uh, digital currencies, cryptocurrencies, as legal tender. And see, it's a walk you- into the digital, the the um, the uh, 
uh, digital currency, which I'm against that, Dave. It's it is cool. absolutely. 97% of our currency is digital, digital currency. Uh, yeah, they're, and getting you got a problem with it? they're getting us there as quick as they can. They're making it convenient. Yeah, but, uh, you know what? I use a debit card everywhere I go because it's convenient. I don't go and take my money out because my right. money goes straight there. That's another, uh, that's a conversation uh, for another time. Yeah, it is another. Con- <laughs> 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 we go back and forth about this all the time because I'm not a big fan of Bitcoin. So go ahead, Susan. Continue there. Uh, with Bitcoin? Well, where, no. where you were going. You were, no, you no were, don't do Bitcoin because that'll just send me down another road. Yeah, we'll, we've already argued we'll enough talk, tonight. We'll talk for hours on it. <laughs> well, now I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just move on to something else. How about this? I wrote this article. We've got this new cybersecurity bill that has just been approved by uh, a Senate it, committee and it like, is being endorsed by Mike Rogers and, and Dianne Feinstein and all the different players. Wasn't it rushed through? It was... Like an rushed, emergency session? It was it was written with the uh, oversight of the American Bankers Association. Oh, um, I feel better now. Yeah. Okay. and <laughs> Nothing bad could happen now. No, nothing at all. Right, exactly. And the problem that I had is when this information came out, everybody was going the NSA route. And when I read this, the the proposal that is now on the Senate floor for consideration, I realize that this is another Jekyll Island. This is where the banks are saying, oh, my God, hackers, uh, digital infrastructure, critical infrastructure, uh, we need protection. What we need is DHS, Department of Homeland Security, to be a portal through which we can siphon out information about our banking and, and any threats that come through and any... Banking transact anything, anything digital that comes through, we can just push this through DHS, and DHS can give it to the appropriate agencies like the NSA and the CIA and the FBI and and uh, National Intelligence and Cybercom and and I don't know who else, maybe the janitor who wants a little printout. I don't know. But. Well, see, and this is a problem I have, uh, Susanna, and this this we can stretch this to airplane, air uh, uh, travel, airlines, and different things. I've got I'm having a tongue tie right there. Um, you know why is it? The government's responsibility to protect a bank. It, it's, that's a business. That's a private business. It's mm-hmm. their, I know where you're going, Dave. Hold on. It's a private business, just like an airline. Why is the government responsible to protect the airline? Well, because it's national security, right? Is that what, what, what they would say? What they said is, um, they wrote in a letter to the Senate committee that just approved this, that if they don't get this kind of legislation passed, then they might have a situation where hackers are able to attack and wipe out account balances and they won't be able to do anything to stop it. And I that perked my ears because I wrote articles about this two years ago and got attacked and got my website taken down and went all over the place. There was an SGT report, 72-hour warning, that a lot of people have seen on YouTube Go revisit it. I wrote this about the gauze virus two years ago that, that Kapersky Lab found. The interesting thing about gauze virus as opposed to Stuxnet and uh, Flame is gauze attacks banks and siphons information and then uh, uses that information as if they are the customer or the holder of the credit card or the debit card or the account with PayPal or Citigroup. And it would be so simple for them to say, look, there's a virus. Most of the banking goes through their individual intranet and internet servers, but then 
they get smaller and smaller into a handful of servers that have access through our government, the Federal Reserve, the banks, and the banking institutions and the, uh, the 12 chapters of the Federal Reserve throughout our country. And it would be very easy, apparently, because the NSA has their own hacking group and so does the FBI, and then there's other, you know, hackers, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And it would be very easy for them to go in and, and hack a mainframe. And I wrote an article about... Maybe an extended holiday where they say Thursday or Friday, hey, the, you won't be able to do any banking or online banking or, or use the ATM, but don't worry about it Monday, it'll be fine. And they just wipe out the accounts because if everything is digital, and that's the, where they're pushing us toward, get digital, get cryptocurrency, get your uh, chip-to-pin card. Um, use Foursquare, use uh, PayPal for everything. You know, don't even have a bank account. Just use PayPal for everything. And we'll give you a little card to make you feel like you have money. Mm-hmm. And as they're pushing this, they're also pushing the cybersecurity bill. The banks are pushing this. This is the bank's collusion with our federal government once again. Because, see, what we're doing is we're moving into a new era with the millennials. And I'll go back to them. They are on board. They don't see the value of actual currency because their parents just got their houses foreclosed on and their parents lost their jobs. And they don't own anything and they don't want to own anything. So they don't care. They don't care about consumerism. They see what their parents went through. They see what their baby boomer uh, grandparents went through. So what you have here is a group of people who will do whatever is trendy because that is the movement forward away from what the devastation that they grew up with and that they know yeah i just saw a study i just saw a study that came out uh i I read it this morning so it must have came out recently it talks about how 40 uh, don't hold me on the on the numbers exactly i want to say it was 42 to 47 percent of the millennials consider themselves to be socialists but in the study it came out that like only 12 percent actually knew what it meant this is a this is an entire group of people who grew up using social media who are not involved in direct communication. And the joke is that they sit in their parents' basement, but a lot of them actually do. And the problem that we have is that 90% of our communication is nonverbal. So we are we don't understand each other, and so we're reliant on other skills that we have not developed yet because our interaction with social media is so new. I remember when the first chat rooms came out, and social media didn't exist. So AOL. social media, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. And it was really weird back then. It was. Hey, so, I got laid a lot due to AOL chat. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I, it was very social for me. <laughs> it worked I've seen well. a lot of things and, oh, I can't unsee because of AOL. So. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hate that, trying to dial up. I mean, I, so I'm, I'm 39. Uh, Dave is 46. Six. Uh, my wife is 29, and then Eric here, he's the youngest, he's 26, or 28. 28, just turned. Today. Yeah, but his birthday, oh yeah, we didn't even say that, happy birthday, Eric. Yeah, thanks, I forgot right. about all that, yeah, thanks, you know, man. we got arguing so much earlier. <laughs> so we actually have a millennia here. Um, uh, unfortunately enough, he's not um, quite as, I don't want to say stupid, but as misguided as a lot of these other ones are. Well, there's a really good book on this called The Fourth Turning. And in this book, the author explains how these things are cyclical. Every time we have, what we're in the midst of is a rebellion phase, and we're moving toward the uh, golden age phase. And that sits well with the timeline, because when we're supposed to enter that is 2025. Well, that's a number that I've heard a lot about, 2025, 2050, the 
you know, 2100. This is when Agenda 21 is supposed to be implemented. This is when all of our currency has moved completely to digital so that we don't remember what it, what physical currency looks like because it doesn't matter. This is when we use RFID chips because we think it's awesome. And right now, you could buy your fiancé an engagement ring that has an RFID chip in it. Or if you wait, Microsoft has a patented bra that has an RFID chip in it and also tells your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other that they're fat and they need to stop eating or they're depressed or they need to seek help or their bra is too tight. And I'm not joking. It will actually do that. Oh, my goodness. And, and then, of course, down the road, they're going to want to have the, you know, the implanted chip uh, to ensure that you just can't get rid of it then and, and you're fully tracked. Right. Right now we have the wearable RFID chips, and everyone's buying the wearables. They love it. So, And who's buying it? The millennials. They absolutely enjoy it. And some of the late generation Xers, because they're in the middle of, they used to play outside on their bikes, and they understand, and they used to have lunchboxes with thermoses. But they did grow up with Nintendo and gaming, and so some of the later generation Xers have the best of both worlds as far as ideology. But you're battling a new consciousness and these are like, the, like I said, these are kids who grew up with New World Order ideology as part of their social consciousness. And the movement toward transhumanism and the inevitability of robotics and artificial intelligence is not scary to them. It's just, this is progress. Well, look how they're, look how they're selling it. Uh, you know, I live in Southwest Florida, uh, about two hours from Disney. Uh, this past January, I think it was, they initiated the Disney Pass swipe whatever the hell they call it, some bracelet that you wear that's an RFID tracker so you can monitor your children with the app. You can use it for your fast pass. You can use it to purchase your gifts in the gift shop. You can buy your food at the at the food stands with it. Um, and, and it's become very popular at Disney, and it, it's the wave of, of getting through the park now. Uh, and that's just another way that, that they are um, conditioning and selling this technology to us as it's a great thing. Uh, and people don't look at what else it can be used for. If you can track your kid in Disney, who can track you once you have this on or it's implanted in your body? I, I, I think that the RFID is a fallacy, all right? Because here's the thing. We are standing in line and paying hundreds of dollars to have a tracking device that not only uh, listens to your conversation, can take pictures and record your conversations and, and, no, and, and nail you down to a specific GPS point. And, and that's a smartphone. People are buying and holding smartphones with Internet access, and that's way worse than RFID because RFID has a limited distance, whereas my cell phone, I pay good money for, I charge it up every day, and I have it on and on and on me all the time, allegedly. Well, let's put it this way, Dave, and, and that, that's a good point. You know, RFID is a limited thing. Now, Suzanne, I don't know if you've ever heard this, and this is going to – and we're almost to the end of the interview here, so I'm going to piss my co-host off here for a second. Uh, but there are a lot of people, and I don't know how your stance is on this. Uh, there's a lot of people that I've heard speaking oh, of God. how the, the uh, chemtrails are being used to amplify and, and make a larger antenna and make the whole world almost like an antenna. I don't know if you've ever heard that or where you stand on this subject. Well, the problem with that is there's no documented proof that that's actually happening. And the science behind the plausibility is weak. So I don't have an opinion. Right now, 
I would say we need to do some research and find out and see if we are able to do research or if we have to find someone who's willing in, in the industry who's willing to come forward and do the research with us so that we can find out if that's actually a plausibility and what the probability of it is and, and if it's actually happening and if we can locate people who have suffered from, you know, run down a list of symptoms and find people who have suffered from and, and uh, these symptoms and then equate this to that. But none of that has happened yet so for me the jury is out i i don't really have an opinion i think we should do research i think you just won my co-host over on that one because he completely thinks i'm crazy <laughs> no no i i i i uh i applaud the fact that she says let's just talk about it in a sane and rational way and get some research and, and some research, study right I'm, I'm i'm all for that Let's get people to look into it. Okay. Well, and again, I don't want to go too deep in this because you've sent, you've put your position out there and I can appreciate your position. Uh, you know, my co-host, I'll drive to the ground on this and we'll go back and forth. I mean, this is, this is our thing. That we argue nauseum, about. Right. It's, it's, it, I don't even, I don't even want to talk about it now. So, you know, I appreciate how you approach that and I can understand that and I can, you know, respect you for that. Um, so. What else we got here that we want to? What what's uh, on your hot list here? We got about yeah you know, six seven minutes left. What's on your hot list? Well, I have uh, I have an article coming out. I can't really talk much about it. There was a study that was done independently and uh, found that there is some corruption going on with one of the major suppliers of CBD, pure CBD extract, um, one of the oldest. Uh, known businesses in the industry as long as the marijuana industry has, has been underground and now slowly burgeoning above ground. So Monday I uh, hope to have more um, I hope to have a st- uh, an article out about this because the problem that we have is that we don't understand the dealings that these people have behind the scenes. Right. And we don't research and see that Monsanto and 4-H are synonymous. And so when 4-H sponsors a group like Renew Richmond, who sponsors the March Against Monsanto in Richmond, that Monsanto is in bed with that organization that's sponsoring the march. You know, we need to be conscious of how they snake in, that labeling GMO is exactly what they want because right now they're lobbying on Capitol Hill to have them write the, the guidelines and regulations for labeling and make it a voluntary process if a company wants to admit that they use genetically modified organisms as ingredients or as the actual product, that it's voluntary. So... They want us to label GMO. They want all of this hoopla to be happening. And unfortunately, we don't, we don't pay enough attention. When they replace BPA with Triton, go look up and see what Triton does, because I promise you, the joke in alternative and independent media is when they take out one thing, they'll replace it with something that's even worse. And they actually did that. Wow. So we have to be conscious. We can't just rely on the uh, places where we get information. We have to really do our own research. This is not a spectator sport. We have to know what we're doing so we know how to combat it. If you understand what CBD can do for your body, you understand that, hey, if every once in a while you go and eat a horse burger at Burger King or a horse burrito at Taco Bell, you take your CBD every day and it'll combat whatever you're doing to your body. Or or just don't eat those things. Or just don't eat it, you know. Maybe it won the Kentucky Derby and it's a special burger. I don't know, 
Well, you know, I, I don't mean the horse thing. I just because you know it's meat. I, I, that's another thing. You know, we we have these regulations, or we're told we can't eat this or we can't eat that. I mean, meat's meat, right? I mean, it is. But I want to know. Right. They say all beef patty. They're not telling me the truth. I just well, want to make a conscious decision. Exactly. <laughs> right. The term all beef is actually subjective. You know, it could be you know fifty one percent beef, and that's why they call it all beef. Well, they do that with a lot of different things yeah. that they, they, you know, they can call it pure or right, like natural saying, or, like, you like know. Like she's saying that the, 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 the companies are getting in front of this whole GMO thing so that they can dictate what GMO means. Right. And that's a problem. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, we try our hardest. And, uh, Susanna, you've got to know, it's hard to, to really be sure you're eating everything that's healthy, that, that isn't GMO. Oh, it is. When we found out about parabens, my husband went and threw away 90% of our toiletries, including the desitin baby cream and the silver nitrate that the pediatrician gave my son about six months earlier that we were rubbing into his body. Did he, did he have a burn? Because that's silver nitrates are for burns, aren't they? No, you use it for diaper rash also. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I have kids, too. Dave, you have kids. Well, I, your kids are well beyond that now. No, no, not only that, I had a you know motorcycle accident where I had burns all over my body, so I used silver nitrate for that. Yeah, well, it works good for for diaper rash, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have that. I had road rash. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's what happens when you ride a motorcycle drunk, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Captain Morgan was telling me to go really fast, and I listened to him. <laughs> we'll do that again. Yeah. All right, Susanna, um, let's get your information, where people can find you, uh, maybe emails for people to contact you or give you tips, uh, all that kind of happy, uh, happy information. Absolutely. <laughs> Occupy Corporatism is my website. I post about four or five, maybe six articles, six days a week. Um, I'm also the chief editor of the usindependent.com, and that is part of a news agency that I started that is our online publication. We have 23 incredible contributors, and we also have a lot of guest contributor posts as well, broadcasters that donate, including Jack Blood that donates his shows, and uh, Vinnie Eastwood as well. Um, my email address is occupycorporatism at gmail.com. I am a researcher, and I only deal in, in facts. So... If it's supposition and it can't be backed up with documents or or audio recordings or video recordings or I I can't report on it. I'm sorry. No, and that's great. I I, I she reminds me of the Brad Friedman I would actually like. Well, she she knows her stuff, right? And she backs it up with 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 documents. Do you know Brad Friedman, or have you heard of Brad Friedman? No, I haven't. I'll have to look him up. Uh, the the Bradblog dot com. Uh, he's a bit of a he's, he, a, he's a bit a, of a progressive. He's he, a progressive. Uh, he was actually the one, one of the guys that helped break the, uh, black box voting. Uh, he's very big into the, to the, the... It's not voter fraud, it's election fraud. Yeah, he's very big into election fraud. Uh, and unfortunately, he's a, a greenie who believes that the world's gonna end because of climate change. Uh, so that's where him and I differ, and we really <laughs> argue very he- heavily about that. But he's, a, he's a good guy, and he's just like you. He's a fact-driven, you know, research, I won't report it if it's bullshit type person. Right. I, I don't need the clicks. <laughs> I, I, I'm not asking you for money. I'm not selling you anything. Right. 
I really want you to understand what you can do because as a journalist, I know that good information is only useful in the hands of someone who can do something about it. So when I write these articles and I have source links and there's 20 little blue letters, click on that. That's, that's live. Go ahead and click on that and read that. I know that this information is good in your hands because you're reading it. And I know that if you can't do something about it, you'll pass it along to someone who can. And we will actually change the things that we dislike instead of keep repeating these conversations over and over again where we don't have any solutions because they were so focused on fear and complaining about what's going on. Let's get some solutions. Let's stop this craziness. Excellent. Well, Suzanne, I really appreciate you taking the time with us tonight. Uh, I want everybody to go check out Occupy Corporatism, you know, share her articles, uh, you know, just learn something from somebody who you can trust, you know, and, and who is going to do the research and is going to going to give right. you truthful information. Find out what a real journalist is, is all about, because she's got the facts that backs up her what she's talking about, you know, and that's what we like about you, Susanna. Thank you guys so much. Well, we appreciate again the time. You have a great a great evening, and you know if you've got something, contact me and let me know. Absolutely, I'll be in touch. All right, you Good have night, a great guys. evening. Good night. Uh, there goes Susanna. You know that was that was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, she's she's very intelligent. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad the other two left. <laughs> <laughs> I know right? the, the whack jobs here tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not whack job. Just you know, it was it was the, it was. Really enjoyed her. I mean. Yeah, no, I no, it was great. It was just the two, well, f- for half the interview, it was the two of us just kind of, you know, talking to her. It I was great. To, I had to go rearrange food options. <laughs> Get some snacks going right, together. Yeah, we're getting ready to move in the third hour, so we're going to need some snack foods around. Yeah, I would get hot. I'm sorry I had to leave in the, in the end of that. It's the all right. You didn't miss anything. No, you know. Conversations yeah, yeah, no, there, took place. Well, you another, something. So, another guest showed up. You know, it had to be cordial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I hope you guys got something from that. I hope you enjoyed the interview. If anything, read the article and decide for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Follow her source links. You know, take the information, research it, make a decision on your own. Like we always say here, we're not telling you what you should believe. We're telling you what we believe, and we'd like you to go look at it and make your own decision and decide whether you believe it or not. Well, for the most part, we tell people what to believe, but well, sometimes we, we say... We tell them what right. we believe, and <laughs> we, we want them to take well, the... Like know. I said before, we have an agenda. You know, eighty percent of us have an eighty percent of what we talk about. We're, we were on the same page for and, the most part, and we're pushing an agenda. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. We will be back in a couple minutes. Enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. This is first fifty two on RazRadioLive.com. It's actually the the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum cum trail... (laughs) (laughs) I've got lesbians, and he's got cum trail. Okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio show. What I think is they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. (laughs) I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. RazRadioLive.com So much to say. 
the Bama, hometown. Been on the road too long and ain't slowed down. Dotting eyes, crossing the T's, searching for the chains that's lost to me. The boss in me, somewhat possessive. Raised like a pit bull, all but aggressive. Pistol on the side of me, felon in possession. Trying to keep cool in the world that's oppressive. The world is not no safe place. Have you been outside lately? Fear is among us in the concrete jungles. Trying to wake people up from they drunk and slumber with their shoes and sleep in. Follow trends in they sheepskin. Gucci, Prada, Louis, and Lotta. Sir Rock on the weekends. Distracted by social media timelines. Everything in the media is all lies, but they share it all. No research or care at all. Prisoners of our own devices. I said I took a shit and a hundred people liked it. Shared my status all over the globe. But don't like my shit when I share my soul. Meanwhile, it's all about hoes and clothes. Just went platinum and gold. I'm out here trying to cope with the cold. Won't pay for the real, but the bullshit gets sold. And the shit gets sold. Yeah, the shit gets sold. Sometimes I just want to go home. This world's so dark and desolate. Everybody wants to blame the president, blame the teacher, blame the preachers. People gotten good at pointing fingers. Nobody has an integrity. I think that's all I got left of me. Leave behind my legacy. That's my destiny. In the meantime, I'm saving face. Praying to God and saving grace. Through all the violence and displays of hate. Why is life an amazing race? Slow down, we'll get there eventually. I don't think we die accidentally. But I don't want to die acquiring a Bentley. I want to die with my family with me. By my side, they live on and enjoy the ride. Leaving my legacy and hope that they get by. I just hope that they survive. Through all the endless wars, we don't even know what we fighting for. September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th. 2001.
Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. Terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victims' family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination because Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes in the buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on able danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her and her and her and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head can be seen to move violently forward. And They took the babies out of the incubators. And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater, and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is strange. What's up, Raz Radio fam? It's your man Wayne in Baltimore, and if you ever heard the chocolate drop, there's a little bit of what you've been missing. I was all over Justin Bieber's stuff last night. The guy got a couple good leaks on me, but after that, it was on. But he, he didn't wear me out, so to speak. 
Yeah, well, no, no. I mean, yeah. You want to see my eyes? Have you ever had a nut with more flavor? That's what I like about Iowa. We don't have to black people. It's the Chocolate Drop, Saturdays from 1 to 3 on RanchoHillLive.com. We, we talk about other stuff, trust me. Third hour of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Hope you're ready for some fun. Uh, I know we all are ready for some fun here. I got uh, Lexi sitting over on the couch dancing. Dave sitting on the couch dancing. Patoli uh, sitting on the stool dancing. Ah, the third hour is always so much fun. How you guys doing over there? Woo! Woo! Yeah. So in the third hour of the first 52, we try to wind things down a little bit, have some fun. We probably won't fight as much. We may st- still talk a, a couple topics or two, uh, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll have a little fun. You, know, you guys want to give us a call, 941-421-0401 would be the number to call and get involved with us. Have a little fun with us if you'd like. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'm having a good time. You're having a good time? Yeah. What Today we got up, or they got here... Well, I don't know, 11, 11.30-ish, somewhere around there. And uh, 
we packed up and went down to the beach, set up the campground, as I like to call it. Yeah. My big wagon. Mission Control. Mission Control Central. <laughs> I got to say, this coast is a lot better than the uh, the other coast, because I'm used to Cocoa Beach, and that is a shithole. I mean, it really is. It's brown water. You know, there's a lot of sand that's kicked up in there. The yeah, yeah. the water is definitely much nicer down here. Yeah, well, even, even compared to Clearwater, even compared to where I live, it's much nicer down here. Yeah, it is. I, that's why I love it here so much because we're we're subtropical. I mean, we are almost. I think we're. I think you're borderline tropical. Yeah. Well, no. I, I know Tampa's su- in the subtropical. I, look, I looked it up before I moved down here. Have yeah. you? Yeah. And it's like right, it's close to here where it turns from subtropical. To tropical. We were even able to see like we're like what the fuck is that? What's going on there? Right. And it was the guy that was just was swimming. Right. There. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And we saw that from he saw that from the water from the the uh, sand. Right. It's not like we were in a water sea. It was like right. You could definitely, you could definitely. Uh, this is why I think Frank Castle like it here because you could see a shark coming from a hundred yards away. Yo, motherfucker, oh, yeah, I'm gonna punch that bitch could. in the face. You you know definitely. I mean? And you know, Eric, I forgot to show you the catalog, but they, they've got, <clears throat> you know, we've got this boat catalog, and uh, they they have these floats. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. There was one on the beach, and and you know they're they're humongous. I mean. Humongous floats, you know, sixteen, seventeen feet, even bigger. Uh, they, some of the ones in the catalog I have are too grand. I mean, they've got slides and and like <laughs> logs that you can that are tied to each end. and They spin. I mean, they got the whole thing. What they got with these things, uh, and there was one out there. But yeah, like I said to you, you know, we were talking. I said this is what we do every weekend. Right. We're on this beach, you know, either on the beach or out on my parents' boat every single weekend, depending on if I'm call, on call for work or not. And it does make a difference. You were on call today. Yeah. yeah. We well, we go to the, to the beach. beach. Well, right. we go to the beach if we're right, on so call. Wait, so you're on call, you're on the beach. If you're, if you're not on call, you're on we're the on boat. on the boat. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've got nice. a good plan worked out, you know. And, and that helps keep me, you know, level. That, that really is one of the things I use to, to, to have my family and to, to just be happy. You know, that's yeah. why we do that. Well, just think, think about what you're doing for the kid, you know, because the kid's going to say, I grew up at the beach. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and, and getting to spend that quality time there. I mean, even yeah. just it, it, the water today was perfect. I mean, that's the beauty of living here in Florida, too. I mean, Jesus, it, we're just right here. What are we in uh, July? You know, middle of the summer, uh, California waters. 70 but, degrees. Yeah. Here, it's bath water. Actually, no, it, was it was comfortable getting it. Well, the pool by me is is actually a little too hot. Yeah, that's like our pool gets too hot. Cause yeah. the, the maximum depth in the depth in the pool here, I think, is like four feet. Yeah, but in Tampa Bay, also right off the off the coast, um, I've jumped into water in August and it's ninety two degrees, and it's it's like I should have just stayed on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I, and I like, but I I prefer the warmer water. Today was just about perfect because yeah. once you once you got out in the where it was waist or chest deep you could get a little cold yeah. flow going in there i don't know if you felt that or I not totally. every once in a while there's like a uh, cold rush that came and got you uh, yeah but was after, it, after you stop peeing how, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i was standing too close are we ball or <laughs> now how how deep does it get like out to those uh the markers the markers is probably about eight feet or so i say yeah, yeah it, it's really and and low tide low tide you can walk i mean it's there's sections of that thing you can walk out like if, where we stayed for Razfest last year which uh Razfest is coming up we should hopefully have the booking information within the next week or two Woo. um you know this is going to be different than last year it's going to be open to anybody who wants to 
to come down yeah, here and be bring your own shit. Yeah, but it's, it's all you know. We're gonna <laughs> provide a, a, a cheap room and have some events going on. Yeah. But yeah, it's not cheap. You got your own <laughs> kitchen. You're doing it yourself. Right, right. It's not a cheap room. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, and they're really nice rooms compared to last year. I mean, last year was a party place, but we don't really want to have that party atmosphere. Yeah. We, we want to have a little. We don't more have to. I don't structure. have to worry about security. Yeah, you need structure. Yeah, a little more structure. So that's gonna be a blast. October sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. Uh, is pretty much when we're planning on doing that. And, uh, once again, once we have some booking information, uh, you know, we want to fill the place up, to be honest with you. Uh, I think there's 35 or 40 rooms in the building that we're looking at. And I'd like to fill that whole building up or as much as we can possibly get. Sean wants to fill that void. Yeah. Let's fill it. <laughs> you know, cause the more we get, the better deal we're going to get. And, you know, the more they're going to want to work with us. So anyway, um, excellent. He says, like Mr. Burns is excellent. I love it. Uh, uh, you know, we talked a lot of, of marijuana stuff there toward the end of uh, Su- Susanna's. The last hour of the show is oh, always goes to weed. marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's always a weed show. Allegedly, it might have uh, added to the the fun of the maybe. Show. You never know. I don't. I'm, I don't. I don't allege. I I said right before we went off air at the break. I was like, I'm going to get high <laughs> anyway. Um, and guess what? <coughs> I got high. <laughs> Maybe. I was going to do a show, but then I could hide. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we we have these discussions all the time. We always talk about the, the medical benefits, and this is why we want to do it, and this is why it should be allowed, and yada, 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 yada. Um, but let's be honest. A lot of us just want it for recreational. Now, you know, Dave, you use it for medical for your pain. Honestly, yeah. I kind of think, in my mind... If I wasn't a user of, of marijuana, um, call, I would be let, on let, a pharmaceutical more than likely. Can we call it cannabis? Sure, cannabis. Because yeah, yeah. marijuana is the Mexican term. Let's yep. just call the it Mexican for term. a weed. Well, no, it's, it's for a weed. There's an <laughs> yeah. It's for a negative connotation to cannabis, or to marijuana. But if you say cannabis, what? And, and then and then you follow it up I just by saying sticky icky every time. No, no, no. Well, you could, but the, but then you follow it up by we have cannabinoid receptors. They make the connection. Right, you know that we're supposed to have this. Right, so that's All why right. I like Good to point. use cannabis. I get your point. Oh, Ooh, headphone Oops. amplifier falling. Anyway, um, so I want to discuss. You know, we, we know a lot of us just want it for that. Um, but again, like I was saying there, I I would I, I said like I said earlier, I would I would love to have the fucking Charlotte's Web strain, so I don't have to get high and I can get the I could read the the the, the pain benefits. Well, you had that discussion earlier today with, with yeah. my father. You know, talking about how that could be really helpful. If you see that ringing over my shoulder, I mean it's over there too. But okay, <clears throat> um, nobody's gonna call him. But you know, then there's high. a then there's a lot then there's a large amount of people who just want it to get high instead of drinking beer. That, you know? I don't have a problem with that. And yeah, what, what, what would be the problem with that? There, there's zero none issues with that. No, no fucking pothead, pothead, no stoners now, get into a fight. But now, listen, the Charlotte, the Charlotte's Web like. strain, which I've seen the, it's not. We don't actually, speed. I would have never, I would have never went for a fucking motorcycle ride if I was high. But let me address the Charlotte's Web strain stuff. I think actually what it is is that it's actually a positive movement as long as they're not limiting what else you could uh, take as as a THC based uh, cannabis product. And when you get it in a medical fashion, then you can go. So in other words, if you get drug tested. 
You no. don't want it to be just a Charlotte's Web that uh, you get tested for. I'm not. You well, could they distinguish no. In, no. in the testing? Probably Besides not. the testing, what I'm saying is that th- that's not what they should just allow you. It's that saying, okay, now you're, we're just going to allow you the CBD strain because this is what we say. Well, I think right. what they're doing that for is for kids, basically, right, because so with the kids, but even with the kids, it's then for the say, kids. It's yeah, for but the kids. Say, you don't like the kids. Well, Eric, you are, you a, kids? are you a kid hater? <laughs> no, you don't you're like a kid hater. I. I, I'm an advocate of helping everybody, but also with the same thing. The THC is the ap- uh, appetite stimulant. You know, it also yeah. helps with with sleep. I'm not, I'm not saying that 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 the current form of marijuana or the current form of cannabis that we have ingested tonight is not uh, has medical benefits as well. Right. I just would prefer the lower high strain so that I can enjoy the pain benefits or the, the the medical benefits of it throughout the day instead of at night. Like, right, but I I think you're almost maybe missing what I'm saying. I'm talking about like with the uh with the CBD strains it's going to be good to have them, but also I think that you can't neglect the high THC strains. What I what I was saying is that, you know, there are various forms of it. Yeah, know? yeah. So I I'm all for the the, T, the high THC strain as well. Yep. But I I think we should I think it should be available to all of us. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and, and in choices. And, well, because 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 the recreational market only uh, caters to the high THC value, and over yeah. the last twenty five years, it's gone you know from dirt weed to fucking holy shit! I can't believe I got <laughs> I can't high stand off. up because right? well, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants that weed right. that's really going to kick. Did your you see ass. that? They did don't... you see that picture that uh, Frank Castle had tweeted out or Facebooked out of the like? It was like a purple blue. Yes, like, I was just like, wow, look at that sucker. A lot of that's done with filters too, but also. The thing about it, like, they have this really, really colorful weed now, but the thing is, it, it's done a lot with dyes. Like, you can put dye in the. God, I, in see, the I, don't, water. I don't even. Yeah. The, the colors don't fucking do anything for me. Exactly. Well, it's, it's, it's eye appeasing. It's like, it's like uh, going to a fine dining yeah. restaurant and they plate the food to make it look appeasing. But, yeah, and, and that makes it. I mean, when you get a you, bag of dirt, as soon as you see that brown. You know, leaves. You're like, man, this is gonna taste like shit. And then in your head, you've already convinced yourself it's gonna give you a bad high. Now, or... You remember, but back in the day, you could take a stalk of celery and put it in, you know, uh, some blue water, and that celery right, stalk right. would turn yeah. blue. Right. It's the same fucking thing with all this, you know, purple weed and and everything right, else. Right. There's actually a natural tinge that See, sometimes and... will come to that. But I've seen some that's bright, you know, colors, and it's done with. Here's dye. the deal. I think we're gonna the natural progression of this of 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 use of cannabis is gonna go from the burned plant matter to the tincture slash um, uh, can't concentrate. Well, it's, it's, it's better the, smell. There's there's less smell. There's less mess. Right. It's, and it's, it's healthier a, it's a than or it's too. just like e-cigs compared to regular right. cigarettes. It's, but it's a great taste. Right. Yeah. Um, so at so that point, the color doesn't matter. Well, see, I like the edibles. Edibles are, are probably one of my favorite. Me too. I like the edibles as well. It's it's easy. But, but I, I don't like I don't like it. I don't, I don't like how long it takes yeah, for the can of strips, man. Edibles. It's, it's, Maybe uh, you know that's like dabs. That's like, a, yeah, uh, you yeah. know what? Dabs you have to do very carefully and very regulated. Remember, t- remember, I told you that when you dabbed me out, I was the highest I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. Right. It wasn't too much longer b- before or after. I can't what? remember when when <laughs> when uh somebody gave me a piece of chocolate. And I took twice the amount that I should have taken. Twice the recommended amount, which most people do with their pharmaceuticals also. They're like, ah, oh, let me just right, was out. I, I'm, I'm not shitting you. I'm not shitting you. I couldn't get off the couch for three fucking hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I was fucked up. But listen, fucked up okay, the whole day. But you're also, I didn't even like it. I mean, Dave's not like a huge guy. And I'm also a very like a skinny guy. The thing about it is that when you also have a different uh, body fat content, if you take an edible, it's going to affect you differently than it's going to affect me. Really? The same as Sean. Yeah, you know, it, it does. Everything affects people completely different, no matter right. what it is that you're that you're taking, whether it be alcohol, whether it be 
uh, cannabis, whether it be Robitussin. pharmaceuticals, Robitussin, and anything. Yeah, so everybody's body reacts differently. We do have a phone caller, so let me bring that up here. Uh, 904, how you doing? Good evening. And who is this tonight? Uh, I don't know. Who is it? I'm trying to figure you out. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know who it is by now? Motherfucker. It's Trucker Mike. Trucker Mike, there you are. <laughs> how you doing, Brad? I, I don't know how you didn't know it. I knew it by the 904. Well, because you know what? I've had, when Brad called and got me that night, you know, now I'm like real hesitant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I don't know if you heard that one, but Brad Friedman <laughs> called in one night. Who did he say he was? This definitely isn't Brad. Though. Right, right. <laughs> who did he say he was? I forget, but. Uh, some he, name, and, and he like started the chemtrail talk. Sorry, getting <laughs> real wacky. I didn't even know it was him. But anyway, what's new, Trucker Mike? Not much, you know. You're talking about cannabis and all that, and laws. And you know that our our federal government still classifies it as a class one narcotic, yep, along right with heroin and cocaine. Heroin, yep. <laughs> However, the no, District of Columbia, Go ahead. the District of Columbia, which is the city that or the property that our nation's capital sits within has legal cannabis for medical purposes and on March 31st decriminalized it for people caught in possession for recreational right so yeah. so, so no longer forcing it on everybody else when the when the when the head of the the federal government is allowing it within their borders well, you know, D.C., Washington, D.C. is not a part of the United States. That's its own country. That's its own territory. society. No, it, 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 it's not It's not a country, but it's not part of, part of... It's part of the United States. However, it's not part of any state. It's, not it's an entity of all its own. It's right, not, it's not it's, part of the 50 states. It's an independent douche country. Right? <laughs> independent douche country? Yeah. The D.C. is douche country. So where are you at now, uh, Mike? I've been watching your... Your pictures there go by. I, I saw you you present, presented a Monsanto uh, based one, and <laughs> I think you had one with the chemtrail free or something along those lines. The, the two I saw. Oh yeah, every every picture that I have posted, um, go, going from Alabama through parts of the western part of Tennessee through Arkansas, Missouri. Uh, Nebraska, Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, Montana, Washington, South Dakota. Uh, um, if you look at the skies, <laughs> there's not like one prolonged contrail. I want to make a clarification on something you said earlier. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And I'm totally sidetracking the, the contrail conversation. Um, you had said that. Marijuana or cannabis was classified as a Schedule One drug along with cocaine. Yes, cocaine is a Schedule, schedule two. two drug. Oh, is it? Yep. So, mar- really, cannabis is worse than coke as far as the government is yes, sir. So, anybody within the sound of my voice knows that that's bullshit. Correct. Even if they don't Correct. even do both, like I've never done coke. But I know Coke is what? more dangerous than fucking pot. Oh wait, well you never you never done coke? I've never done coke. Okay, I've well, only smoked weed, uh, done mushrooms with, recently, and drank. That's it. I find that I, I find that hard to believe that that they would. Well, I guess not hard to believe, but 
I mean, you, you look at the addiction rate of, of cocaine, you know, in the 70s well, and the 80s, and then the and then the introduction of crack cocaine. Yeah, but which but, before before it's called crack cocaine, it's just called base, free base. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But here's uh, and the don't deal. Don't forget who did that. <laughs> Red Bulls give you wings, baby. See, a Schedule One drug has no medicinal value whatsoever. But we know that the derivative or that the, the cocaine has a medicinal value. That's why the Schedule is, is number two. Dave, hop up on Lexi's mic here. Well, how, how can you say that a Schedule One drug, when most of your pharmaceutical narcotics? Are opening I'm derivatives. not saying it. It's the government that's saying it. <laughs> yeah, still, so, most most of your legal pharmaceutical narcotics are Schedule Two. Are, actually, Here, here's the Schedule Two examples: cocaine, methan, uh, methamphetamine, methadone, uh, hydromorphone, Dilaudid, uh, Demerol, oxycodone. Oxycontin, prescriptions, fentanyl. Fentanyl is what killed Michael Jackson. Prescriptions. Uh, Dexedrine, Adderall, and Ritalin. Those are all Schedule Two drugs, and they're fucking prescribing Pres- Ritalin like it's going out of style, like it's fucking Pez candy. And, and, and at least fifty percent of those are opioid derivative, oh, yeah. including yeah, morphine. From I wonder, right? Uh, er, der, from. Der. And that's where heroin comes from. Oh, from the same opium that they're making that stuff from? All right, so he, he, here's the Schedule One drugs. Heroin, lysergic acid dimethylide, which is LSD. Marijuana, cannabis. All right, and this, this other one. Oh, ecstasy. Which, look, anybody that's done real MDMA, which I would love to do, I haven't done. You've never done it, it's awesome. But, it, it, it's it, you know, in the 70s, it was used as a fucking uh, marriage counseling drug. Um, and that's Schedule One saying that there's no additional value of it. Um, and peyote. And uh, look, I just recently... Peyote, there's look, another look, one that, you know, think 70, about peyote. You know, that was, that was used by the tribes back in the day, you know, the, 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 to, 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 uh, just to have fun. I mean, but, it's been around forever. Why se- would that be a... It's another one. It's a natural thing. 75% well, of what you just it, it mentioned was, is all natural substances, by the way. All right, it, so I, I'm, I'm, it, re- I'm reading through this. Let me read some more. Let's schedule... I actually want to skip over Schedule 3 because that's actually Tylenol and shit and Vicodin and steroids and shit. But Schedule 4, <coughs> which is the second to last schedule, they include Ambien and Valium. All right, so anybody... I've, I've actually Wait, done Valium. Ambien and Valium is a Schedule, schedule four. 4 drug. Wow. That should be a Schedule 2 or 1, in my opinion. They're right. used so highly, too. Right, and here's... Them. And, like, the Schedule 3 is Vicodin, which you know, we all know is is uh, addictive. All right, so let me do Schedule 4 or 5, which I haven't even read yet. Cough preparations with less than 200 milligrams of codeine. Robitussin! No shit! It's Robitussin. Robitussin's on the scheduling list? It's Robitussin. Robitussin is a class 5 drug. And that's over the counter. (laughs) Yeah, but what's Robitussin? DM or the other one? AC. But if you you get the DXM, the dextromethorphan. But it's over counter. It shouldn't be. No, no, no. Well, no, the the Robitussin with codeine. The Robitussin with codeine. Tylenol is a Schedule 3. Tylenol is a Schedule 3. It says it right. Oh, it's Tylenol with codeine. Oh well, that's a, that's prescription. So. Scissor, right? So, so Tylenol with codeine is, is Schedule Three, and Robitussin with codeine is Schedule Five. That, that'd be Tylenol Three, right. is what it is. Right. Tussin. Tylenol Three is got <laughs> codeine. 
You know, Eddie Murphy always said Tussin would fix anything. Uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock, yeah. Uh, I think Shake Eddie Murphy did it first. No, it was Chris Rock. Chris Rock? Uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know who did it first, but it doesn't Chris matter. Rock. I don't know. It doesn't, yeah. Dave and I just like to argue. So what else is up, Mike? <laughs> oh, I, I have, real quick, I have to make a comment about the peyote saying that the, the tribes used to do it for fun. The tribes used to do it for spiritual awakening. Right, that's what to I was ha- trying to do. To, ha- to have a spiritual vision. It, it wasn't a matter, for them, it was, it was a completely spiritual thing. It had nothing to do with just doing it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I had to. Young guns. Remember when they took it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's <laughs> right where my thought went. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great scene. Uh, what was the other guy? The, what was the other, one of the other? Emilio Estevez riding backwards know. on his horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a classic movie! Your movies aren't. What did we watch? We watched uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids yesterday. Oh shit, that's a classic. Uh, yeah, it was, was kind of you know getting back to those old movies. I watched Airplane a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was great to watch. But it's so funny, you know, with the technology and the graphics and the special effects we have now, going back and watching those old movies is almost like when we were kids, going back and watching the black and whites, you know, from the fifth, from the 40s and 50s. Yeah. You know, to us, that was like, wow, look how bad that looks. Because we were looking at that stuff I'm watching now. Right, right, right. Like, wow, look how bad that looks compared to what we have now. Right, right. Like, yeah, but I, I used to love watching the black and white horror films. I thought they were awesome. Oh, like, the cre- Creature from the Black Lagoon was my favorite. I used to get comforted when, from seeing movies that were of lesser quality. Like, now I see things that are so, like, high quality, and I love seeing a... A 90s movie with pops. And, Even go and back to old. Little things that... 90s. He calls 90s movies old. Fuck you. Fuck you. How was the father of 90s? <laughs> go to black and white TV shows. Think about this. You know, I mean, if you really go back to them, when they were black and white, they were actually um, a lot better. You know, like Hogan's Heroes, before it went color. I know nothing. Yeah, the original, you know, like all those old TV shows as they... As they Grew and went to color and everything. They kind of got bad to me, you know. Um, really? Well, I leave, leave, leave it to Beaver. Yeah, leave it to Beaver is another. Yeah, one. but I think I dream of Jeannie going into color was awesome. Well, that might have been a good idea. Yeah. Barbara Eden was fucking smoking, wasn't she? I mean, you know what? I used to love when I'd stay home sick from school because we only had the, yeah we had six or seven TV channels. You know, we had the yeah, dial. dial right. You had to get up and turn the <laughs> You know, you, 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 you had more than me. I used to only have like. Well, I lived right outside Philly, so, you know, we had, uh, it was a major market. So we yeah, had a, I was in New York, too, right? New York, right. So, you know, there was a lot more offered to us. I don't yeah, know actually, on. New York didn't get cable TV until I moved out in Brooklyn when I was 25, which was 93? Yeah, I didn't have cable TV till I was 12 or 13. Uh, My mom had cable TV in 1970 in California. Ah, yeah. See? I got fucked. Yeah, we all, yeah, it's way, California's always been ahead of us. Uh, well, every well, all the, the, the uh, Long well, Island had cable, White Plains had cable, every everywhere around us had cable, but the five boroughs didn't have cable. Well, that's the way it was. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Manhattan had cable Where'd you too. Grow up, Mike? Philly, you said, didn't you? Um, what's part of my life? <laughs> as a kid, like growing up as a kid. Well, that's what I said. Which part? No man. I, I mean, what? 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 I was thirty, so I can't really decipher <laughs> which part because I lived the same place. So I don't know. I mean, it, from birth until I finished kindergarten, I was in California. Okay. Well, there's um, not much memory there, not much, you know. 
of your from first from first grade until fifth grade, with the exception of my third grade year, I was in Fort Lauderdale. Um, my third grade year, I bounced around a lot between Florida and Texas, why, Tennessee, back to Florida. Why did you bounce around so my, much? My dad was on the run. Oh, like I, I kind of, run. I kind of expected to hear, yeah, he was a military man, and That's we just moved right here. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's on the run. Okay, <laughs> let's go to chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Uh, so your dad was on the run, so you bounced around a lot in your third grade year. And, and middle school and high school, I uh, I lived in Ocala National Forest and went to middle school and high school in Ocala, 30 miles away. So you kind of grew up in Florida then, for the most part? For, for the most part, Florida, yeah. All right, so that's where all your main growing up memories and your developmental time was. Yeah. All right. Well, which explains why you didn't have cable till so late. Because I mean, I don't even think Rob has cable. No, Rob doesn't even have broadband internet. I had cable in elementary school in Fort Lauderdale, okay, in Hollywood and Fort Lauderdale. When we first moved up to the Ocala National Forest, I only had three channels unless we turned the aerial antenna the right way, and then we could probably pick up the uh, the public access channel out of the college and at University of Florida. And then when I was about 13, they started um, putting cable on out in the Ocala National Forest in 1983. And then ever since then, so, so only for about a period of two and a half years that I actually only have about three, four channels. That's the time I've had cable throughout my whole life. Oh, man. Yeah, like I said, it was I was 13 <laughs> before we got cable. You know, I just recently, I just recently was able to afford a cable box and a high def TV. And I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm watching so many more fucking nature shows on high def. And, oh, that's awesome. Man. And there's so many, there's so many, you know, nature channels. Not that, not that discovery fucking bullshit that, you know, or the learning channel that's got, you know, bullshit on. But I'm talking about like Nat Geo. There's a, there's a, I am loving it. I love getting high and watch. I just recorded Galapagos, a three-hour special. I can't fucking wait to watch that. Yeah, especially on a high def, and and that's where I'm. Yeah. With, you know, again with the technology, you know, you you watch these things on on, and it's like you're there. Yeah. You know, it's like you're literally there. Yeah. Uh, but is that going to be a negative and keep people from going out of the house? Is that going to be no? Because instead I, of going out and doing what we did today, <clears throat> would we sit in front of a TV no? But we did today. I, we still stayed out. But I watched you know uh, an hour special on Madagascar. There's so much cool shit about Madagascar. Oh, speaking of Dave, I'd like to. I'd that's like to, I think that I think that's where the fucking Ind- Indonesian jet is. By the way, <laughs> Madagascar. Yeah, I still think it's uh, the Diego Garcia. But <laughs> no, um, I don't think either one of us are going to find out if we're right or not. We're going to have to find out. Well, let's talk about what we were right or wrong about today. Because today, Trucker Mike, we, we were at the beach, right? And and this is my beach, right? You know, it's five miles from my house. I, I know my climate. I know my weather patterns. You don't know climate. Area. You know your weather. Oh, geez. Here we go. Argue climate weather. So we're sitting there on the beach, right? And I've, I've been watching this storm come up the coast from the south. On his phone, too. Watching the weather radar and watching the storm coming. And I told Dave we had at least till 4 to 4.30 before we had to pack up and go home, and he said that we'd get rain by 3.15. So we cut out of there about, what, 3.30? Just because I was yeah. driving me nuts and I wanted to appease you. What time did it rain? 4.30. <laughs> Thank you. See, I, I watched this stuff, and I can tell what's I, going Yeah, you knew, I, I told you, you know your shit here. <laughs> I didn't deny it. 
I don't know. I just wanted to rub his nose. And <laughs> You're not rubbing my nose, and I would. I hey, freely to admit you know what? you were right. You, you live in an area for so long, especially within Florida, okay? You really get to know the weather patterns. I used to be able to tell you as a kid, living on Carolina's Forest, I knew about what time, even if it was sunny, I knew about what time of day at that time of year that it was going to rain. It was like clockwork. Yep. Right. I understand, and and I've been screwed I'm, up down here recently, though it's been ass backwards. I've been using I use my Tampa knowledge down here in Englewood. It, it doesn't right. work, right? It doesn't. Yeah, it was totally right, but I, I erred on the side of caution as well. You know, normally I wouldn't give a shit, but there's kids around. We're drinking. We don't want to. I don't want to get caught up in a fucking lightning storm. Plus, I mean, I don't know if you saw the picture and look, I tweeted out. I have a massive encampment I bring to the beach. And his and his fucking car, the tires are all bald. <laughs> I don't even want to drive behind him in the rain. It's not that bad. Oh my god, Mike, 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 they're fucking skid rights. They're they're they're, they're actually they're, they would be used good as slicks at a drag a drag racing show <laughs> or metal strip. No, the the spare tire, the fucking right, <laughs> the, the steel belts are showing on the spare tire. Oh my God! Eddie has to stop today to get to buy a gallon of water because <laughs> he doesn't have a radiator. Cap. You gotta realize my truck. I use my truck for two. Purposes. I'm gonna fucking buy you a radiator cap tomorrow. I use my truck for two purposes. I, I use it to go to the beach. <laughs> I use it to go to lunch while I'm working. That's I, the two purposes I use my truck for. I understand, but it's it's like it really because my suburban's breaking down left and right as well. I'm I'm, I'm fucking the brakes are grinding so bad because I, I haven't changed them. Um, but you know you, 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 that's your ride, man. Yeah, but like I said, I only use it for those two things. So you know it's all right. So if you come back from the matter. beach and it's raining, you know you could slide and hit something. I don't drive fast if it's raining. And he's got no AC. I, I hear that. I, I, I get that, I've got though. A lot of problems with my truck. No, I, I went two years without AC, man. Cause I just, one of the first things I did when I got my jack, was I fucking fixed the AC in the, in the suburban. But I went two fucking summers with no AC. Two summers. Yep. Yeah, well, this will be my, uh, fourth or fifth summer yeah, with but no you, AC. No, no, but, you but I don't drive my truck, like I right, said. Right, exactly. But you have another car that's got AC. Right, well, yeah. Yeah. Even, even with the other car, it had AC. Well, you have to have another car with AC. My, I didn't have another car. <laughs> We're just rambling here. <clears throat> it is the eleventh hour, that and is true. Uh, most of us are high. What'd you think of uh, tonight's show, Mike? I thought it was a very good show. Well, good. Yeah, I thought um, Susan Pozell is. Uh, I think she. I I admire her because she's a real journalist. She actually investigates, and she gives you both sides of the stories and makes no. Uh, Pointications either way, yeah. you know. She just hears the facts and hears the links to the facts. In other words, she, what she does is she goes, "This is the research that I found. You examine it. You come to your conclusion. Right. I'm not going to give you my opinion." Right. We're uh, going to add somebody to the call here. We got uh, Nathan. Nathan, what's going on, buddy? What's up, buddy? You guys uh, getting out of there, huh? Pretty soon, we'll be logging out here. About 15 minutes. Oh, no big deal. How is everybody going? I was uh, intrigued by the, um, the travel talk. The travel talk? <laughs> yeah. You got Trucker Mike. You know, he, he, he travels a lot. He wasn't traveling. He was on the run. <laughs> on the run. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really. We, I kind of let that one flow by. What what uh, what was he on the run for there, Mike, if you want to talk about um, it? Yeah, no, let's talk about chemtrails then. I'm really trying to sideline <laughs> that conversation. Why? Because it's you know I, that's something 
I'm not comfortable. Well, if he doesn't want to talk about it, then that's okay. If you don't want to talk about it, I'll give a shit. Hey, my, my, my father's passed away, you know, so, you know, they could try to go after him all they want. He, 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 he's, uh, floating in particles in the Gulf of Mexico, so. <laughs> Oh, uh, we had him, cre- we had him cremated in stashes in the Gulf. I'm like, wow, he was that bad. You, you, you fed him to the fish. Like, come on, man, that's not really nice. Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> so, I'm, now my dad, my dad was a South Florida outlaw, and the, and the feds were um, looking to him for, I think, for a murder, and uh, and, and until they uh, went, went in a different direction, he. You know, just bounced around from one chapter to another until it was time to come home. Wow. Well, you know, everybody lives a different life. And it probably added character. Maybe it made you think about things, seeing that go on. You know, uh, when, when you when you see something well, like that or you live through something like not the actual murder, I mean, you know, the, the moving, and then you realize what it is in the long run, you know, does it make you change or, or think differently? I am nothing like the environment that I was raised in. Um, I have a healthy, very strong respect for women. Um, that environment actually degrades women. Women are nothing more than a piece of property in that environment. Um, I have a healthy respect for the law. Um, there is a need for the law where that is a... Uh, very strong disrespect for the law because it works completely against the law. It's a criminal element. Um, so, yeah, I, it's also a very violent atmosphere, and I am a uh, very nonviolent person. The only thing that would promote me to violence is if you uh, threaten my family. That's coming from a or if I perceive so, so you believe in a non-aggression principle? Don't fuck with anybody yeah, I, I, until they fuck with you. Exactly. Very good. Exactly. Matter of fact, you, you could attack me and unless I feel a uh, dire fear or I uh, feel that there is a principle to attack back for, I'll, I'll take the beating. Damn. That's, uh, that's pretty honorable. To say that I don't know, man. I, I don't want to take a beating, though. Although I don't, I don't really provoke anybody to want to hurt me. I don't think. Right. That's that's the real key is is tr- not getting involved in the bullshit in the first place. And that that's one of the things that carrying a gun has has done for me is is really avoid confrontational confrontation at all costs. Because a lot of people say that that carry that I know. That, that they yeah, really I'm, say, I'm I'm much cooler with a gun than without a gun. And when, there are times when I I knew I didn't have a gun, I almost beat the shit of this dude. Because uh, he didn't <laughs> at, at, at the Texaco fucking oil change place, Jeez. and had I had the I've gun been on in me, three fights in my life. Uh huh. I've been in three fights in my life. And two so. of them were his ex-wife, and they were all because <laughs> <laughs> that's that would be my answer. I'm not shitting you. I'm missing a fucking tooth because of that bitch. Because your ex-wife. Yeah. Oh my god, she threw a fucking mean right cross. So Nate, what are you up to tonight? Not much. Just um. It, it was a rough day, but, uh, yeah, got heard. through it. Yeah, got, got, got through it and, um, got to listen to, uh, the last hour of, um, In Focus, which was, uh, good. Yeah, that was interesting, the comedian you had on there, uh, that was, uh, hanging out in your hood there. We had him on last night and, uh, we had a blast with him. That's for damn sure. 
I think uh, Trip's going to have this. I, I wish Lexi was here. She's in the other room, but I, I forget the guy's name. But this guy Trip's going to have on tomorrow. He's also homeless, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. And and he yeah because they were everybody's like how's he skyping, um, right? <laughs> and he is apparently very brilliant. And the way he uh, Mike, do you know the guy I'm talking about? Have you seen? Because I know it's been going around on Facebook and everything. Yeah, he's got that big puffy hair. <laughs> Hey, just because I've been posting the shit out of Facebook doesn't mean I've been paying attention to what's going on. on <laughs> I know Lexi keeps asking me to watch the video of him, and I keep I haven't yet. Uh, but apparently, he's like brilliant, and uh, the but it, it, the way he delivers his message is uh, interesting. I don't know what his whole deal is really. I'm going to listen to Trip tomorrow night. I think. Trip show starts at nine. I don't know what time he's having him on, uh, so I don't know. If he's going to be on during the show and show with Kevin, or if it's going to be in the ten o'clock hour, I'm looking for the video right now because I want to play it while I got everybody online here, uh, while we got a couple minutes well, left. Well, Sean, you know, like the saying goes, you know, never judge a judge a book by its cover, and usually the most uh, interesting books of read have the most tattered covers. Oh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I don't judge based on things like that. Uh, you know, we, uh, how many times have we seen? homeless people or you know people who are doing these these you know i just want to travel across the country which this guy uh uh what was his name nathan kai kai yeah uh he's just he just wants to try to end homelessness uh but in order to do that he is traveling throughout the u.s he started in hawaii he's in california he wants to go through texas down to florida then up to new york stopping in D.C. and all along the, the way talking to other homeless people to learn what is needed to try to help end homelessness. Now, I think that's interesting, and, and he may learn some things. So wait a minute. This guy is doing something that's totally non-governmental, he's, and he's voluntarily trying to... Stop petting my cat if you're going to throw the hair everywhere. Uh, well, it's, it's the fan, man. He's he's actually trying to uh, go and give socks to everybody to start the uh, homeless um, problem in America. All which, right, so, uh, so he's doing it voluntarily. He's raising the money voluntarily. It's, it's not money that uh, has been forced or been... We'd have the force to give to him. Right. Well, the we, way we can voluntarily fund him, did right? You, did you hear him? You heard him on Shifty. He was saying what I got from that is that that's what I mean. He's giving socks as, as I guess, the way to open communication. But he, the way he described it to me is that his end result was to learn how to end homelessness. Now, what I was saying is I find that very honorable that, and it's a good thing to try to figure out, but. I think one of the easiest ways, and I, I hate to sound like I agree with Shifty, because I don't really agree with Shifty, but one of the easiest ways to end homelessness is to do something to, you know, get a job, earn your earn your way. Um, but then on the other side, you know, if you don't really necessarily need to work and you're happy and you can live that way and you're able to function and get through, then live that way if you want to live that way. You know, like I'm, I, it's one of those things where. I couldn't imagine doing that because I've got children and I've got a family. Um, but I, I could see where somebody might want to do something like that, and they don't really care. Well, Sean, here, here's the thing that you really have to look at. Also, a lot, a lot of the numbers for homeless are not truly what you might consider homeless or what most people would consider homeless. you got multiple types of people that are considered homeless. The most modern-day homeless which is actually not even the most modern day, the hobo 
which today would be considered homeless, was there by by choice because that's the way they wanted to live. Um, a lot of your youth are living that way that you see that are homeless, and they're actually vagabonds. They 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 are nomadic and they choose to be that way um, because they don't want to be a part of society and they want to live outside of society and outside of the social workforce and everything else. And right, could you imagine? If it was, could you imagine if it was actually illegal to be homeless? Go ahead, Nate. No, I was just saying, Trucker Mike, I agree with you when you said uh, a vagabond because there is uh, a difference. And that difference? And, uh, well, there's a difference between absolutely like homeless people and actually people that are vagabonds that choose really, to be homeless, basically. Yeah, choose to be homeless and kind of travel and do their thing. And um, there's a big difference, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I get, and then, I, get that. I get the nomadic lifestyle. I pre- I can appreciate that, and because that, that shit, that's simple living at its finest. And the, the, there, he's not getting government assistance. Right. He's not on food stamps. He, maybe he's not, maybe he you know, is or whatever. Well, no, he even said he wasn't. So, well, I wouldn't say it was. It, it'd be simple living. I mean, that's like day by day, like surviving. It's like yeah, it's like day Z. Yeah, but I mean, the it, guy doesn't have. To, the guy's just got to worry about food, water, and where he's going to take a shower and a shit. Um. But you know, it doesn't have the all these crazy things. I, I got to worry about my car payment, my child support payment, uh, my house payment, my cable bill, my this. You know, he's got a very simple lifestyle. It, it, I'm not saying it's, it's not saying it's easy, but it's much simpler than than what we most, do. most people do. Yeah. Then you have your homeless that are living on the streets due to mental illness that the state just does not want to deal with, and. and put them into a facility, which the state would have to pay for, it's a lot easier just to leave them out on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, you got those that are homeless that had a catastrophe within their life, and these are usually the ones that at one point in time have been very successful and very intelligent, and the catastrophe in their life just gave them, I don't care about life, but I, uh, I'm not going to take my own life, and they just wind up on the streets. Um, they usually turn turn to uh, alcohol to try to numb everything, and then you have your drug addicts that just lost everything, the alcoholics that just lost everything and wound up on the streets, and then you have your truly homeless that are there because of economic reasons, and these are, in the last few years, have grown a lot, but uh, these are the truly homeless that will like to improve their life, and this is usually the ones that wind up as families on the street that you might get forgotten about. I'm all for you know somebody voluntarily trying to help uh, the homeless population out. I love that idea, and I might even you know donate to it voluntarily if I had the cash. So, uh, I, and I, my guess is that it actually most of the money that he collects goes to the homeless, whereas. Most of the money that they take out of your taxes, only a you know fraction of that actually gets to people in need. No, most of it goes to the debt. No, well, most of it go. Well, no, no, most of it goes to the bureaucracy to keep it running. Thanks. Like eighty, seventy to eighty percent of of your welfare dollar goes to support the welfare office and the and the people that are working there and their health insurance plans and their four hundred one ks and their fucking retirements. Well, uh, unfortunately, I would have to probably say about seventy five percent of the homeless that are out there. Would rather be there. That it, it, yeah, it's actually mostly it's their choice to be homeless. 
yeah. for whatever reason. Right. Whether if they're a vagabond or, or they just gave up on society because of catastrophe or whatever. It, there's only really about 20 to 25 percent that are truly homeless that, that need help. The rest of them, you can try to talk about helping the homeless. What do we do about the homeless? They want to be there and it's not going to change. Yep. Well, yeah, and you do have that, that realm of it. I don't know. I just, I look at what these guys are doing. My stupid computer slowed down on me here. So I'm trying to find this video of this guy. <laughs> uh, by the time I find it, it's going to be six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> point in time. Um, I, I can. Ow, your cat is. I, I think me. what they said, they compared, some, I forget who it was that said it, but they compared him to the, the Forrest Gump of now. That's what they called, uh, Kai or K- Kai. The Forrest Gump of today. He's just traveling across the country, and right. maybe he'll be that guy that that you know impacts lives as he's traveling across the country. You never know. I don't know the guy. I don't know what kind. You know him, Nate. You know, it, it, could he be somebody who could, uh, you know, impact somebody's life as he does this travel? You think? Well, you know, I think that uh, if he was a Forrest Gump and had talent like the character did in that movie, and I don't um, mean retar- I don't mean that. that Mental stat, like, you know what I mean. Just Forrest Gump is in what he did. I'm not a just, smart man. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean it like that too. Just so you know. No, but maybe you know, in that movie, I mean, um, Forrest Gump had many talents. I mean, he was he, a ping pong champion at one point, and he met the president at another point. Uh, this guy Kai, yeah, that's a that's a stretch, but. Um, but I I, I do uh, I would do wish him the best and. Um, I just, uh, like I said, I wish him the best. That's about it. All right. And I, and I oh. wish he, I wish he would leave, um, Katie's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure in his travels, he's going to come across enough people. It's a matter of percentages. There are going to be people that, that his interaction with will benefit. But then again, there's going to be those people that his interaction with is not going is not going to make a difference. And the numbers that I threw out earlier, I don't want anybody to think that just because I threw out those numbers and said what I said that I am against helping the homeless. I, I believe in helping anybody who wants help, no matter what their lifestyle is, if they want help. The home the homeless do need help for for those who want help. For those who don't want help, we should not hold it against them because that's the way they choose to live. It's their life, right? And they're, they're, most most times they're not dangerous. You know, they're just doing their thing, and they might be a little bit odd looking, but they're not dangerous, right? They don't. Yeah, every occasionally you might get some of your snaps, but you're gonna get that anywhere, it right? Exactly. Where, you know, Ex- exactly. Mailman snap, uh, you know, could be in the fucking mall when, and some dude's got a gun, and he fucking shoots you, because he's snap, crazy. Snap, snatch. <laughs> I, At least I, I the homeless mean, guy doesn't have enough money for a gun. Yeah, well, you could steal one. <laughs> George Carlin, you know, talked about how things were worded, you know, like shell shock and post-traumatic over the years. And you, you, you go back to when I was a kid, you know, nowadays they have just one word, homeless. When I was a kid, you had um, hobos, which were your vagabonds, the, one, the ones that used to hop in boxcars and travel across on, on the trains. And you had winos, which were the, which were the drunks <laughs> you know? out there, right, yeah. right. Which, which which were the trunks, you know? Otis, have Otis. All, all they wanted was a bottle of Thunderbird or some Mad Dog or or some Boone's Farm, and they were happy. Right, and and in the, in the TV shows, all they did was put them in a drunk tank and let them out in the morning. They didn't beat them up. They didn't fucking charge them. Anything. They're just doing like, hey man, we're just gonna let you sit sit it out here. 
You know. Well, well, they they they, they would usually put themselves in a the situation to get put in the drunk tank on purpose. So that way, they knew they get a hot meal. Right. They knew they get a shower and, and and a warm place to sleep, and that then they'd be right back out where they were doing their thing again after they had, I guess, their uh, little um, sobering moment to to detox before they went back to the street. Right. Go ahead, Nate. You know, the weird thing about San Diego, I don't know if this uh, city is unique in any way, but um, San Diego deals with people, let's say, down on their luck, no matter what they are, a vagabond, a transient, a homeless person, and they open um, a great building up on, like, 16th Street for the winter months. It's I think it's through, um, like, October through March. And there's people there that help them and say, listen, what's going on? You know, get a little story behind them. If they're real sick, they send them somewhere else. They kind of try to, you know, um, get these people in different avenues. And it's only open for that many months. And they can stay there. They can sleep. They can eat. Um, I'm sure it's not great. But uh, there are people that are helping them. So I don't know if if Florida's like that or any other city, but I'm really happy that San Diego actually tries to get these people in and said, look, it, here's a nice warm bed. Here's some basic cup of noodles and some water, you know, and interview everybody and say, look at what the hell's going on. And, um, I think they help with the, who they can help. They shut it down after the winter months and, um, you know, people do what they, what they do when it's safe yeah. and comfortable to be out there. I don't think here in Florida. Or anywhere they, else. I don't think they treat the homeless like that. You know, I don't think they give a shit. You know, it depends I, on I where. I think they're where arresting that. them and giving them record and stuff like that. Yeah, no, this is like downtown where um, a lot of them live because you know the city streets are a mecca for their living, obviously. Well, Trucker Mike, last words. We're already uh, a little late there, so what you got? Dr. Mike, did I lose you? No, I'm, no, I, no I, I'm still here. Things, when, when he was talking about San Diego, get cutting in and out on my end, so I, I wasn't too sure where in the break it was. But, uh, um, yeah, I realize you're running a couple minutes late, and I appreciate the time, and it was good to talk to you all, and I'm hoping I can get down there in October for for Ed's Fest. Uh, we hope you can, too, man. Uh, it'll be a good time, and we're looking forward to having it. So we'll talk to you again soon. It's nice to hear your voice again, man. You've been uh, missing for a while, so hopefully you're you're around a little more now. Yeah, my head's starting to get wrapped around back, <laughs> wrapped around things. I'm getting in a better mood. So uh, ignorance yeah, is bliss, ho- though, right? everyone will be. All right, cool, man. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good evening. You too, Trucker Mike. Nate, any last words from you, brother? Not much. Um, take care and. Uh... Talk soon. You have my number. Call me, man. All right, man. We'll do. We'll Catch talk you later. To you soon. Later, brother. All right, guys. Well, it's been a exciting, jam-packed full of crap <laughs> show tonight. Sorry, no chemtrails. I loved it. Well, we hit it briefly. I mean, it wasn't you know real big, uh, big deal, but we did. Hit it <laughs> what briefly. I think was funny is I was trying to talk about chemtrails when Mike's story came up. <laughs> I know, I know. You were. You did a good job at derailing that one. All right, guys, it's been the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Have a good time. Be safe. Love your family. And just be good. 
Later, guys. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense of weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced to love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes. But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. When I'm risking it all. With no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO, lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go.
love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bump diggity. Cement, the concrete's alive Where the bonds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite Just a few perks when you're in my zone This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home 